That's right, Conroe. It's Nerd Thug Radio, and you're getting the best edition you've ever had in your entire life. This is factually accurate. That's right. Joey Savage, absent. Corey DLG, present. You're welcome. I'm a gift. With me today is you Zach are Attack. A gift. Oh, I get it. Yeah, the presence of gift I is one of those it. lame Hallmark things. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then Good on one. the boards uh, is the Nico DLG. Yeah, this is Nerd Thug Radio. You're hearing us on 104.5, 106.1. They're the sister stations. This is like a who's who of who cares. Yeah, exactly. And you're on, uh, you can hear us worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. I want to stress that again. Worldwide. Worldwide. Melbourne, Australia, we got set under wraps. That's true. North Korea, probably hearing us. Yeah. Probably. One day. It's one of the 80 few, years in the future. <laughs> it's one of the few things that slips through the North Korea net. All three websites of it. Yeah. Right. It's one of the three. <laughs> what if we were one of the three websites? That'd be real weird. That'd be real sad for them. Like, because yeah. we don't update that thing enough. Like, we do stuff on there all the time. Check it out. www.nerdthugradio.com. But it's nowhere near enough for North Korea to be excited. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, guys, it's Monday. You know what that means? You're right. They got to they gotta think that our technology is around the same level as theirs. They gotta, right. they gotta, they That's like, why oh, they're such huge fans. Right. They're like, oh, no wonder these guys are never online. Right. They're, they're using the same telegraph machine we are. Their internet is just like ours. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 that's, that's my North Korea wow. internet. Wow. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. And as always, you can see us on YouTube, facebook.com backslash Radio. Check us out. Podcast drops every Tuesday, which will be tomorrow morning. The day after Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Boxing Day, as it were. Boxing Day. That's right. If you're Canadian, this is the day people pretend to like you. Or British English. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm, not those guys. In the UK, it's Boxing Day. Yeah, less important. All right. Wow. We beat them in a war. Fair enough. They're subservient to us. Well, yeah. The British, I don't, I don't that, think about that one. the British do as we tell them. Is that true? Yeah. Is that how that goes? Check the scoreboard, bro. Check the scoreboard. <laughs> America one, Britain zero. Two. America two. Well, I mean, I mean... The War of 1812 was no laughing matter. I don't know. I giggled. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. Dead air. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Swing That's right. Miss. This is going to be the greatest Nerd Thug Radio the event of your Christmas gift to the world. That's right. <laughs> terrible. It is Christmas Day. It is 1 p.m. Christmas Day here in Conroe. You have already unwrapped gifts. You're having lunch. You're looking at your grandparents right now, and you're thinking, I'm so glad Nerd Thug Radio is on. Right. So, I got take a journey with us. Nico, how was your week, buddy? Uh, it's pretty great. I got a, I got a couple days off. Yeah. Because uh, of weather, which is great. And then next week, I, I have uh, all of next week off because nobody wants to work. That's right. That's nobody true. wants to work the holidays. That is right. true. So I'm looking forward to that week off. You know, it's funny. Nico has had, he's been on a really transformative journey over the last year from, from uh, college kid to college kid part time working man to right now, the holidays going on. He's not in school at all. So now he's just full time working man. And so now he's talking about like days off, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Oh, I'm." Uh, uh, you see him when he comes home. I like, can't wait for Labor Day. Yeah, he's like, he's kicking up the boots, lighting a cigarette, Jeez. drinking a full of duels. I know, I know. Holy moly! I know. Anyway, how about how about you, Zach? Anything interesting yeah, happening? Yeah, no, it's a good week. Um, it's such an interesting time of year, right? Because like I always have vacation days left over, but it's almost like it's not even worth taking vacation days from work because I know nothing's going to get done, but I'm still taking this week off because I got to use these vacation days, right? So what's what's the policy on that? It's your job. Uh, some, it, it just depends on the circumstance. Like sometimes I carry over vacation days. Sometimes I won't. Um, it just depends. It, it's not a, it's nothing written. I don't think, but <laughs> that sounds like a very yeah, flawed system. Right. That <laughs> well, sounds fictional. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I'm willing to bet the people you work for do in fact have a written policy on the days that you however true. don't follow it. That's probably true. Okay. That, that's that, that, that could very well be accurate. You know what I love about written policies is how much they don't apply like to, to a company's favorite employee. 
Uh, I've, I've been that guy in companies where it's like the handbook says this, but if I ask nicely, I get this. What I've learned, and I read this in a book years and years ago, Go if on. you ignore the rules, about 50% of the time, people will rewrite them so they don't apply to you. Well, yeah, mentally they will because they'll be like, well, he does it all the time. Right. He doesn't follow right. that rule, but there, so there must be some reason why he's right. allowed to not. Now, now, I've also gone the other way with that where I've, when I want to be that guy at a job, I say, well, that's not how we, that's not what the rule is. If, like, it, yeah. That's not what the yeah, rule is. Yeah, you you are you are absolutely one of those people who who uses the rules to their advantage when it pleases. Them. Yeah, for sure. And then when it doesn't work, look what's the what's the Catholic saying that you always? It's better to ask. It's easier to ask forgiveness than to forgiveness ask permission. over permission. Right. That's not even a Catholic thing. That's just the Zach Broussard life motto: forgiveness over permission. There you go. There you go. That's a solid way to live. So uh, if anybody from my job is listening, this is all a bit uh, for, for Nerd Thug Radio. Obviously, I think the rules are very, very important and do my best to stick to them. Nice save for the HR meeting you're having in about two hours. Right, right. right they're going to call me in on Boxing Day and be like, uh, we've been listening to the radio quite a bit. And yeah. uh, uh, you don't work here anymore. How's that rule work for you? Yeah, just the rule. And you're like, actually, the rules say I need to be written up four times. Turns out the payroll department doesn't follow the rule of having to pay you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my written warning? Yeah, where is my written warning? Uh, yeah. I definitely have done that me. before, and I actually had an HR lady ask me. I got I, I got terminated from a position one time, and they just basically said, you're terminated. And I said, whoa, we're skipping like four steps. And she goes, do you really want me to give you a verbal at a job where we just terminated you? Yeah, and absolutely. I, Who I, do you think that's going to make more uncomfortable? Right, and that's what I said. I said, of course I do. <laughs> and then she was like, but then you'll have to come to work tomorrow. And I said, yeah, yeah. and the day after that, and the and day after that. And you'll have to pay me. <laughs> I don't think you get why I come here. Right. It's not for the camaraderie. <laughs> right. I'm not hanging out with you people because you're fun. I, I, I love, don't get me wrong, I love the people I work with and I like the job that I do, but if they stopped paying me, I'd stop doing it. Right. Man. <laughs> Man, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. They were talking about their job and their job like got frustrated with them because they call them in for extra shifts. Right. And when they come in, they're standing around. Oh. And he was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you called me in, that means you need me. Right. If I get there and I'm not busy, I'm not happy that you called me in. Right. And they were they were saying to him, "Oh, well, that's that's free money for you." And he's like, "It's not free money. Like I had to get up, put on pants, like and my come time here. is not worthless." Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like it's a weird valuation, right? Because a company would probably say that. Well, hey, we called you in, but it turns out we don't really need you, so you can just hang out here for free. Well, no. But no, no. My time, like that's and and my wife has started a business, you know, or has done like custom stuff in the past or done this shirt for, right here. This right, yeah, yeah, check it out. Keep X and Xmas. I love that shirt. Man. Yeah, so I love it. So she's launching her own um her own uh, internet store, right, where she's gonna do a lot of custom sewing and obviously great T-shirts like this. So custom one. sewing, baby so beddings and signs and stuff. Uh, it's gonna be called Sewing Cupcakes, Sewing Cupcakes, and it launches January sixth. Ooh, plug! But, but that's one of her things, right? She's like, my time isn't worthless, so it's not free money I'm getting to sew. Right. No. And, yeah. and, that, and it's the same thing with like a job. Like, yeah, great. I don't have to work, so you're paying me. But like, I'm my my time isn't. I know exactly what my value is. Exactly. So if I'm gonna be here, yeah, you're gonna pay me, but I also need to be doing something of value with this time. Right. I don't want to just. I don't want to show up and stand around and be bored for eight hours. Go home, feel like I did nothing with my time and right. left all this other stuff on the table that I could have done. Right. You have to pay me a lot more to be bored at work. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Like you can't afford me. Right. Bored me is a terrible... First of all, you don't want me bored at work. Right. Like, right. Right. I've I had get, those jobs where I'm bored. Things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. CarMax I, is lucky it wasn't burned to the ground on my board I invite days. myself like, to meetings. I lend my opinion on things. <laughs> are these bagels for I'm everyone? Like, hey, hey. This looks like you guys are having a meeting in here. Uh, I know a lot about SAP. I probably should sit in on this, right? Eventually, this is going to have to be trained to somebody. I probably should hear this. Uh, really, Zach? We don't know why you're in here. Like, well, 
That's what unfortunate. You for not inviting me. You shouldn't have catered this meeting. <laughs> right. You shouldn't have I also feel the same way about like things like traffic laws. I think laws like that, like I think laws like that are good for people who need laws or who are too, or who, who are too stupid to do the right thing. But like, I really don't feel like most laws apply to me. No, well, it, like I don't need a law to tell me the wrong way, driving the wrong way down a one-way street. Like if you need that law in place, good for you. But if I feel like my safety is at a minimum risk, then I'm uh, definitely going to go ahead and keep um Right. Like if I roll up on a stop sign and there are no other cars right. around. I'm not stopping because an inanimate sign tells me to do so. Right. I will slow. I'll yeah. ease. Yeah. yeah. I'll make sure I'm not going to wreck or right. hurt someone. Right. Yeah. Pedestrians. But right. like squirrels are on their own. Right. Yeah. Come like on. no promises. Come on. Red lights. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. How, like, I mean, it's the same thing in principle as a stop sign. But, but you have a way bigger problem with it, right. don't you? Yeah, because it crossed a literal line. Like, right. you literally are running I a red light. I literally don't stop at red lights if they're, it's late at night. And I definitely weigh the odds of, number one, am I going to hurt someone or hurt myself? And number two, am I going to get caught? That's fair. If the answer to both of those questions is no, I don't follow any traffic law. <laughs> Now I'm worried about which laws you do follow. Like, are we stopping at murder? Like, where do we draw lines? I don't down? need a law to tell me that murder is bad, though. That's a thing. Okay. Like, laws are okay. in place. So, like, so like, how I far down like the a, mountain do we go I before you're like, like, yeah, I'm with you now? I feel like a <laughs> lot of laws, though, are in place because without them, people would do those things. And I think that's horrible. Yeah, like, like I don't littering. need a law to tell me to, not to steal. Right, like littering, uh, sadly... The highway would be covered in garbage if littering was legal. Right, which is ridiculous. Right, because people are just like, oh, I don't know where a trash can is. Well, yeah, it's because there's not one in your car when you brought that garbage with you. Like, right. just take it somewhere where there's a garbage right. can. Like, how just hard? Put a there garbage, garbage can cans in everywhere. It put literally, one in your car. <laughs> when I see people litter, I actually have this moment of shock where I'm like, really? Like, right. that's the like, best thing you thought you could right. do with it's that? It's baffling to me right. when I see people. I saw a guy one time in a parking lot open his car door, set a bag of garbage, like a bag of garbage, right outside of his driver's door on the ground, and then drive away. <laughs> I was like, what, what, what? Not going to take this with me. Where were you that you got your hands on a garbage bag <laughs> to fill with garbage from your car, but did but, not, but did throw, not away. throw it away at right. the same place? Right. Like it you went to a different place to drop that I garbage. I brought this garbage with me to leave here. It's almost like it, like this garbage was made here, so it stays here. Right, right, right. right. This belongs right. to you yeah. now. This is you throw this away from me. Look what you did to me. And that's what it all boils down to, right? Treating other people like they work for you. Right. That's where most of our laws are in place for. Right. Don't treat other people like they're your property. Right. Don't also, kill them. Don't steal from them. Don't litter because you know someone who works for you is going to come and pick it up. Right. And you know what's crazy is the number of people shoplifting right now in the news. A lot of athletes shoplifting right now in the news. And it blows my mind because it's like, this has got to be one of those key things that we told you before we left the house that day. Right. And remember, hey, remember, pay don't for everything anything. you grab. Right. But, but that's the thing, right? Laws, to me, are the same kind of thing as someone saying that before you leave the house. If you need a law or if you need someone to remind you before you leave your house not to steal stuff, the law isn't going to help. <laughs> you're just a bad person you're in general. Just, you are. You're just a bad person. That's fair. That's fair. Like, if someone's got to do the rundown and it's like, and like remember, here's all the things you're not allowed to do right. today. And remember, we're not stabbing people today. Right. It's Don't push Tuesday. anybody down flights of stairs. Right. Don't leave bags of garbage in the parking lot. <laughs> right. If you need that rundown, I guess that's fair. That's right. fair. You're not a good person. So, yeah. Red, yeah. red lights. <laughs> So if you're if you're over the age of like four and you're still getting the rundown before you leave the house, I call the age of reason seven. Okay, but no, the, seven that's is fair. what's generally referred to, at least in the Catholic Church, which is my fallback because rules, Catholic Church, guilt, age of reason, it all coalesces. If if you stop needing the rundown at age seven, then law should no longer apply to you. Okay, because you already know what's right and wrong. Right. And on that, we're gonna get to a break because that's what's right for us. And when oh. we come back, we're gonna get wrong with our nerd thug media of the week. Segway. Nerd thug radio. 
<laughs> hey guys, Joey Savage here for our friends Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard. Whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off. A deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Hey, guys. This is Adam Smasher, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. I respect women when I'm on a date. I take them to the park. I may be a museum. Yeah. Feel it. Uh, yeah, do feel it. Yeah. That's right. This is Nerd Thug Radio, and that is Will Smith. It's not really Will Smith. No, it's really we not. need to it's clarify. Not, yeah. That's Will Smith uh, being made fun of on Family Guy for being safe rap. It is a very accurate representation of Will Smith. It is. Will Smith, he actually only recently has started to kind of curse and kind of adult a little bit, but I think it's because his kids now are also like 15 and 18 and have their own albums and whatever. Uh, Will Smith is the greatest rapper alive. That's actually been That's, documented and something we oh say regularly on the show. And we are living in the millennium. You, you say it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, that's don't what make makes it, it like official. it's the opinion of the show. So this is Nerd Dog Radio. I'm Corey DLG, and the guy stupidly arguing with me is Zach Attack. We got Nico back there on the board. Yeah, I'm here, keeping us uh, running. And what I want to, well, it's time for Nerd Thug Media around the world, and we're going to start off with the fact that the greatest rapper alive, one of the most important acting institutions in all of America, Will Smith, has a new uh, a movie. Yeah. Bright on on Netflix. De- debuted this weekend, so it's yeah. out right now. So I haven't when got you're tired of Grandma and Grandpa, yet. put it on. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, so if you have... No, I haven't I haven't yet, uh, but... I'm really excited about it. Here's what's it. important about it. It's a $90 million Netflix action movie, and they got the most important movie star in the entire world to be in it, oh my God. Will Smith. And so what's happening right now, Rotten Tomatoes has kind of been overrun with, like, the trolls. Has it? Yeah, a little bit. I haven't been on it in a long time. So when Justice League came out, there's a pretty strong controversy that the critics killed Justice League via Rotten Tomatoes. What did they debut at, Nico? It was like a 30% or something crazy I like that. I don't remember. I wasn't following Rotten Tomatoes. It was, it was, it was, it debuted pretty brutally uh, to the critics' score. The critics' meta score was, was, was not good. And therefore, the fan response was slow, is what the studio said. Uh, the studio said that essentially Rotten Tomatoes kind of killed the Justice League's American release. It took them about four weeks to actually break even domestically internationally they still cleaned up they still did well it's still a successful movie with like any kind of critic like why is rotten tomatoes suddenly given more weight than any other critic platform Um, and and i get why i I like rotten tomatoes better as a critical platform i feel like you're answering your question but like but couldn't studios make the same argument anytime a critic says a movie is bad well over time they have uh terminator famously was given two thumbs down by uh, hansel and gretel whoever those two guys were back then um uh philbin and morris yeah those guys Anyway, they gave they gave a lot of important movies two thumbs down back then, and they would get they the studios would reply a lot of times, you know. And honest, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't think he ever got a thumbs up from one of the two of them. And he, he's a terrible actor, right? But he's made a lot of commercially successful movies, and, and, and he's in you, a lot of great movies. He he has a lot of good roles for himself, right? And I think that's really all that like a movie isn't always going to be an art thing, and it's not always going to be an action thing. Some movies are going to be whatever they're going to be. Right, you're making whatever you want to make. Right, so. When the critics jump on something, it might just be they don't get it. Um, and Justice, and Justice League isn't supposed to be a quality. like. But fair enough, but you have to assume that people who are critics of movies do get movies, right? Like, overall, yes, but they do miss them occasionally. Like Terminator sure. Terminator came well, sure. out to 
I mean, every it got panned nationwide, oh. got panned, and then it still de- you know still debuted at whatever. And I think the Terminator was a good movie, but was it a great movie? Like, um, it, I don't. I mean, considering the response to it and the fan build up, and the, it's, it's never gone away. How many have they made now? Yeah, and it speaks to fans like us. But right. like, I wouldn't even being a fan of that kind of movie, I wouldn't put it in the same league as like really great movies. Like, I wouldn't put it in the same category as like The Godfather. So you're saying like artistically, you wouldn't. Rate I don't it. even mean artistically. Okay, so like, then, like, I don't think it's as good a movie as The Godfather. For like, right, but why would you? One. But why would you? Com- I guess I don't know. Like, I wouldn't compare those two. Like, if somebody was like compare Godfather to the Terminator, I'd be like, why? They're both movies, though. But that's about as far as you compare them. Like, one's a time traveling robot. No, that's true. Stop his own timeline I, from existing. Here's what I think, though. I I take the word, and I don't I don't make my decisions to see movies on this. But critics to me are a better indicator of how the things that are strong and weak about a movie, maybe not necessarily. I don't decide whether or not I see a movie based on the critic giving it a letter score. Right. But based on what the, what certain critics will say or what I read about movies, I take that as a much better indicator of the strength of a movie than I do box office dollars. So do you, you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, so like if a movie absolutely. does like... Because I think a if, lot of movies people will go to see because it's the movie Regardless of the quality. See. Right. Okay. All right. No, and that's probably true to an extent. Right. Um, and they... And they and there's the probably no there's probably no correlation between box office dollars and quote unquote good movies. Right. But good movies has got to be a subjective concept. It is. So it is. so that's and I and I used to struggle with with critics of movies and I used to write quite a bit of like when I wrote for the newspaper in college I wrote quite a bit of critiques. But you have to find a a, a critic who who is in line with some of the things you like or or, or, so or who, who identify like maybe not necessarily thinks like you do but identifies things in movies that you like. So I like set or for example, if I was to like set pieces or soundtrack, if those things were important to me, find a critic that always comments on those things and then roll with them. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. But, but box office dollars, like for example, especially with things like, because Netflix type movies where they're dumping a bunch of major motion picture movies now on a Netflix, like how are you going to check box office dollars for that? Well, that's the thing. Okay. So that's kind of, so justice league was a, was a theater release. Uh, Warner brothers as a studio though, essentially blamed critics, criticisms for the week start and then the slow release and then the poor i say poor outcome i think it still did over 700 million 800 million dollars but it was a long run to get there it wasn't the quick the quick hike they thought it would be it was it was the marathon um and then in the in the flip side of that the last jedi strong critic uh score low fanfare score on rotten tomatoes the fanfare score is about 50 percent for the last jedi really yeah um surprising to me uh, having seen it i enjoyed the movie so i am surprised at the result However, my ear to the street, I've heard a ton of the criticism. The internet is is split pretty evenly on this movie. A lot of people, I think, went into that movie expecting to have a lot of questions answered. Yeah, they do leave some things that unanswered. They, that they did either get answered, but not in a way that was relevant. Right. Or didn't get answered at all. So, just kind of the flip side, the critics like this movie. It did about $600 million worldwide in its opening weekend. Justice League? Uh, no, Last Jedi. Last Jedi. So in, in, in its first week, it did about $600 million, where versus it took Justice League about a month to get to the $600 million mark. And they're, they're saying the difference is the critic support. But that's but I don't even think that's true. Like, Star Wars is going to bang up, do a clean-up job but, on opening weekend. But, Star right? Wars, right. but the Star Wars movies have been on par, essentially, with the big superhero movies. Not uh, the individual ones, but like the Avengers the Avengers ones, the Batman vs Superman was was monetarily a billion right. dollar movie. It's like it's like good movies attract people. No, then, I, but, but no, it's like it's like good movies attract people, and then the build up to the Justice League movie 
was disastrous and nobody it wasn't good right and so that's the criticism the justice league movie should have fit into that group it should have it should have been one of those movies it should have been batman versus superman it should have been avengers or avengers 2 but batman, and instead, how did batman and superman do uh it wound up doing over a billion i believe it's one of the top grossing movies right but how did it do you want to check that Nico? i don't know I, I first of all, I feel like if Star Wars only does as well as the Avengers, something's wrong. No, because I think that's a. I mean, the Avengers are doing a pretty close to like they're doing in the eight hundred to nine hundred million. But so how much I'm, better than that do you think you're gonna get? I think with Star Wars, like at this point, considering they're saying they're gonna do a Star Wars every year, you don't think that that waters it down somewhat? I don't know, man. I, I, I think that that lowers the bar. I think the Avengers brought a lot of people into the comic book movie realm. But Star Wars has carried its fan base since the 70s, right? So if for Star Wars only to do as well as a big Avengers movie, I think is something's wrong. But aren't you kind of looking at it at the flip side? Like Avengers is doing as well as franchises right. that have existed for 30 right, right, years. Right, and I think it's commendable for the Avengers. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's a problem for Star Wars. Star see, Wars should have done wildly better. See, I think I in my head, the way I'm categorizing, what do you got? What's the number? So uh, Batman vs. Superman is about sitting at a uh, 872 million. Uh, the first Avengers is 1.5 billion. Okay, so here's what I'm here's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about event movies, movies that when they make them, they're willing to spend two to four hundred million because they know they're going to get back to that 800. They're going to at least double their money, right? right. They expect to because it's a big event movie. Right. We're going to have Batman fight Superman. That's an event. We're going to combine characters who have now started at that point in five individual movies. We're right. going to shove them together in one movie. Right. That's an event movie. Right. So we're going to bring back Star Wars for the first time in 20 years or right. 10 years at this point. Right. That's an event movie. Agreed. So to me, these are all big events. Right. Those are those are big events. But also, if you look back, uh, Iron Man 3 did $1.2 billion. And that's not a super huge, like, right, a but, disastrous event movie that hasn't happened in 20 years. No, and no, it but, came off the terrible Iron Man 2. But right. the, the flip side of that is... Iron Man in and of itself, he essentially is the reason why there's even a Marvel Universe. That's fair. Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man is the reason the rest of it even exists. So I kind of feel like he gets put off to the side because the Batman movies did the same thing. I think they right did. the Dark Knight, but here's should the, be up there as well. But here's the thing about but here's the thing about Justice League versus the Avengers. People had a long time to whet their appetite with individual movies that were solid on their own, money wise or critic wise, either way. Before the Avengers event movie came out. Well, and, JLA didn't have that. Right. And, and honestly, and I, the, did, I haven't seen Justice League, but I don't like, first of all, I didn't think Batman v Superman was any good. Yeah, it was. There, it, was, it, there were things about it that I liked, but I didn't think it was a good movie. Overall, it wasn't. I agree with you. And I I saw the Superman with um, Amy Adams. I don't know who plays Superman, but Amy Adams Henry plays Henry I thought that was an okay movie. That's but Man of Steel. It wasn't a good Superman movie, and it wasn't a good build to. It wasn't, it wasn't the they right... They jumped into Justice League. To me, it felt like they jumped to Justice League because they had to get something out there to compete with Avengers as far Absolutely. as an movie. And I feel like, like they kinda... introduced how, how They introduced how many new characters in Justice League? A lot. A lot. Right. And, and, and has and that poorly. happened in a single Avengers movie? No. The only new character in the Avengers movies well, has been the, the villain. The villain and then, like, whatever the feature, like, the story of that character. So, like, Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Ultron are kind of all linked together. So, I yeah. agree with you. Um, I do think... Part of the relevancy of, of, of all of that, though, is that Marvel has done this. They haven't had to deal with, quote-unquote, making a bad movie. Iron Man 2 is probably the worst one, and that one still right. did six to $700 million. Right. right. And, and it didn't stop the train. It started the train. That was right. the beginning of Phase 2. Right. And they didn't, they didn't even blink. Um, to me, DC and Warner Brothers as a whole have kind of been playing catch-up, and that's sort of the issue that comes back to the critics in Rotten Tomatoes. And for... Coming all the way full circle back to the greatest actor alive, Will Smith. 
in the millennium that we live in. Rotten Tomatoes is is hurting Bright right now. They're saying that Bright is at like the 30% mark currently. Um, I haven't seen it myself, so I don't. I want to judge for myself. The premise of the movie is interesting. It's a modern-day world where fantasy yeah. creatures all are mashed together, and Will Smith is a cop with the first orc on the police force. Yeah. They're elves and fairies. Great. It's going to be a great movie. Yeah, I'm but intrigued. Here's, but here's the thing. With the critics score at 30% and no box office revenues. How do you how, determine if it's a success? People, yeah. Well, like Netflix, you and I are Netflix watch has the advantage. Yeah, we will. Netflix still has the advantage of they internally at least get to see how many people watch it. That's they may fair. never tell us. That's fair. But they'll at least internally but, they'll know if people watch it. But people who it. look and make decisions on what movies to see are either going to look at critics or dollars, right? Right. Like that's how they make a decision. Right. And they don't. They've automatically been cut off from half of those numbers. You're right. So that is a new era, and that actually gives more strength to the critics. Well, yeah, and you look at the Amazon movies too. That movie Big Sick that came out in theaters, but was an Amazon movie, and it was available on Prime almost immediately afterwards. Right. This is a new era we're entering. We actually are living in the Willinium, and the, the Willinium are making the decisions, and we're going to get out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio just for you. That's right, just for you. Critics be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is Corey with Nerd Thug Radio. Just letting you know that Papa John's Pizza right here in Conroe in the Woodlands and Spring is now hiring. That's right. They want to hire over 100 people over the next couple of weeks. So go in there and get your application in. They'll give you a website you go to to finish the application process. They're hiring drivers and insiders. And most importantly, if you're a Nerd Thug Radio listener and a fan, go to the website and type in Nerd Thug Radio and you get yourself a buy one, get one free coupon activated right there when you type Nerd Thug Radio. That's good for delivery or carryout. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good because I can't tell the difference between this and a normal Will Smith rap. This is this is a normal. No, this isn't. This is, this is Will Smith's Family Guy. This is, this is from the Big Willie Styles album. Right. Big Willie Styles. Circa 1999, right? The 1999 was the Willennium. And this is Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back. That's right. This is Corey DLG. You got Zach Broussard, the Zach Attack right here. And on the boards. It's me, Nico DLG. That's right. Anyway, you're listening to us on 104.5, 106.1. They're the sister stations. We are worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You can check us anywhere on the internet. You can Google us. We come up. You don't even see our criminal records. You just see Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, we are on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. The podcast will drop tomorrow. Check it out. On Boxing Day. Yeah, it's Boxing Day. Boxing Day gift. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, of course, check us out on YouTube. These segments will be releasing throughout the week. Uh, and we look at the analytics, Nico. What does it say? Everyone watches the first two minutes, right? Right, yeah. Just the first two minutes. That's just fine. an average, though. Yeah. Lifetime, it's about four minutes. There you go. Someone someone watched six minutes and regretted every minute of it. You should stop spending two minutes telling everybody all the places you are. <laughs> That's the most important part, apparently. Yeah. After that, they find us everywhere else, so they don't need the YouTube anymore. They're out. I guess. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you could, in theory, apply that logic. That's what we're doing. Unless they're listening to the same two minutes everywhere they listen to it. <laughs> what if they are? Like, what if their favorite part about the show is just that we say everywhere we are, and then when we start talking about this stuff, they're like, oh, these guys again. Oh, <laughs> oh, go back to plugging Facebook. Right. Facebook.com backslash Nerdthug Radio, best part ever. <laughs> and then they're like, why uh, are they talking? That is the best part. It Bunch really of is. fools, they don't understand the real comedy goals. That's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the show occasionally. Like, why is that your favorite part? I've made my decision. Okay. My, yeah. I don't argue that. All right, so uh, this segment, I wanted to talk to you about some things. I'm springing this on you. You have about no me? idea. Yeah. All right. You don't know what I'm about to get into that's, here. That, that's accurate. That yeah. really makes me uncomfortable. Right. So anyway. Uh, before we do this, can I plug my wife's uh, company again? Yeah, for uh, sure. That for way, sure. if this goes down in flames and you ask me to leave, 
Uh, I get one more in. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So my wife's starting this company. It's Sewin Cupcakes. She's gonna. She has a web page and she'll have an Etsy shop and a is Facebook. Is it Sewin? Sewin. Sewin. Past tense of sew. Oh. Future tense. Present tense. Present perfect. Future tense. <laughs> it's the present perfect tense of sew. Future imperfect. No. no. Perfect future. Anyway, Sewin Cupcakes. She's gonna do custom awesome shirts like this. Keep X and Xmas. Such a good shirt. I know it's baller. Really, um, a lot of nerd shirts, a lot of custom custom shirts, and then she'll do custom sewing, and then also signs and banners and stuff. So she's trying to make a go of that. Oh. It's oh, a lot of awesome stuff. All I'm right. I'm weighing in heavily on a lot of the t-shirt ideas. I do love a t-shirt, as That's I think true. we all know. That's true. And I'm a hardcore nerd, so I'm really helping supplement this shop with that. So it's sewing cupcakes. She launches January sixth. I think I think hardcore is an overstatement. The most hardcore thing about you is probably your diet. Uh, my diet is hardcore. That's probably the most hardcore. Most thing of the you. things I eat have a core of hard. Right. <laughs> See? See? You're useless. I actually don't eat any stone fruits. <laughs> I don't eat fruit at all because I'm a man. You look like you don't eat fruit. <laughs> right. And there's okay. a reason for that. Okay. So what are we doing? What right. are you springing on me? So in a recent uh, diversity purge, Marvel has essentially canceled a whole slew of titles coming into 2018. What do you mean a diversity purge? It's kind of what this looks like here. Um, right. So we're going to go over this a little bit here. Okay. So I'm going to name the titles first, then I'm going to kind of explain what the thinking is from the community. Um, Generation X is being canceled. Whoa. Uh, Gwynpool being canceled. Hmm. Luke Cage being canceled. Hmm. Iceman being canceled. Hawkeye being canceled. And America being canceled. What is America? Now, America, she is a Hispanic lesbian character. Uh, she's not even a real Hispanic. She's Hispanic, but she's an alien. How that's that true. Work? Yeah, that is a little weird. Although, a lot of Hispanics are aliens. Uh, if you watch CNN. Oh, good. Political. Next. Anyway. Okay, um, so okay, so Gen X. What's the makeup of Gen X now? Uh, so they relaunched it as essentially mutant students. Uh, sort of back to that core concept of how do these kids integrate into the world. Okay. Uh, Gwynpool. Is a lady. It's, it's a girl, but most importantly, it's actually written, I believe, art and edited by females. Okay. Um, Luke Cage, Luke is, a Cage is a black guy. Iceman, uh, it was, this was a title about young Iceman, so it's about him as a homosexual. Uh, Hawkeye. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Okay, Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye, that title's just struggled a lot. It's been it's on the, boring. It's been on the chopping block a bunch. Um, it's, it's a really, I got to tell you, of all of these, that's the one I'm disappointed about. It's a really cool, they do a lot of cool, they take a lot of chances with the art. They do a lot of different stuff with it. They tell a lot of really cool stories. Um, but it's it's just it's in there with this list. I believe the editor of that one's also female, uh, and then America, the the star of that one, is also part of the LGBT community. Okay. Um, and then Iceman gay being gay is Iceman from First Class, where he got bumped into the future. Right. So you know, so they, it's young Iceman. It's young Iceman. So when they took these five X Men, they brought them here to the to the modern times. Right. Everyone kind of thought that was gonna be like a short thing. All five of those kids are still around. Yeah. Right. And exactly. Iceman's got his own series and. Yeah, he they 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 basically outed him about a year and a half ago. I don't really know how that fits into regular continuity because adult Iceman has kind of been a, the womanizer of the X Men. Are they the, are they from the same continuity as current Iceman? That's the thing is like they're saying this is the past well, five. However, but how could they have been pulled from the past? Right. That's okay. There's some time travel. Okay. Okay. So I there. got the groundwork. All right. So, so all these books are done, though. All those books are done, though, and they're kind of, and all of them are LGBT community uh, connected or minority. female creator. They're, they're minority books. Yeah. They're all minority books. Okay. 
However, they're noting that some other books in the same sales range are sticking around. Okay. Uh, Miss Marvel sticking around. Uh, the un- the unbeatable Squirrel Girl sticking around. Uh, there was another one that was essentially kind of in the same this same launch window of books. I think it's Spider Gwen. That's uh, no, no. It's the uh, it's Moon Girl. It's Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Um, that's also in this same launch of books, and it's sticking around. Okay. So they're all in the same window, and essentially what the community is saying is that at the beginning of the year, those titles were having a hard time sticking, all of them, uh, and they were saying that it was kind of diversity's uh, you know a harder thing in comic books. They feel like maybe a lot of white people are reading, and therefore they don't relate as well to the other characters. That's always been the company line for why books like Black Panther don't stay, why right. they don't, why they don't sustain. They don't get sales. Right. They don't get the sales. But at this point, these guys are in the same ballpark as books that aren't getting canceled. Okay. So the community outlash is these are harder characters to explain, or their audiences aren't as strong or these aren't books aren't being marketed as well, but sales wise, they're in the same category as other books. So why are these other books not in the same boat? Uh, I don't know. Miss Marvel and squirrel girl though. Those are minority characters. I don't know what moon girl is or whatever you call moon girl. Actually, she's an inhuman and she's, if I remember right, she's a young black girl. Yes. And it's devil dinosaur. So there's nothing white about that. So, so the argument is that these two sets of books, some are getting canceled and some aren't right. Even though there's sales are, are in the same ballpark, but isn't that a business decision? Like, but may, is it? That's may, what. That's kind of what the conversation is. I, I think. It, I think it may have to do with also the people making them, because I know Gabby Rivera is one of the. Um, she's the one that writes America, and she's made some pretty inflammatory uh, remarks on like interracial couples and stuff. So, oh, like, okay, all right. Look at that. Maybe that has something to do with it. Look at Nico so, bringing some fire. So, so what's the argument? People are mad because some books are getting canceled, but not others. Right, and it looks like the it looks like the theme running through the reasons they're getting canceled is that the ones that are connected, like the writer for but Luke that's Cage. That's not accurate, right? Like, well, I don't it's know. It's not a minority thing. It seems like it is. But why, Miss Marvel, Squirrel Girl? Miss Marvel's a Muslim teenager, right? Like that. No, no, no. This isn't that Miss Marvel. I'm sorry. Oh. This is the uh, this is white Miss Marvel. Isn't Carol, that Captain Carol. Marvel? Yeah, Carol Captain Dan- Marvel. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, this Carol, is Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Oh, I was like, what Miss Marvel? <laughs> right. uh, and then Squirrel Girl's a white chick. Okay. Um, she's a weird character though. She's kind of a niche character, sort of like Gwenpool. Um, but I believe the I think the editor of those two is a guy. I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me to know Marvel's motivations, right? Like I I get that, I get that comics are read probably primarily by white guys, right? I, I think that's I think that's that's where the audience I, skews. If the numbers aren't solid, like it's not solidly one way or another, I'd be I, I would, curious. I'd, I'd be surprised if it wasn't skewed that way. What is like sixty forty? Do you think? At least. Okay. I'd ballpark. Like that. sixty sixty to seventy percent is what like white guys or guys what? for sure. Guys for if sure not, probably white. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't know. Okay. But I. I don't know if Marvel's has if Marvel has a number in the didn't sales they just to back get a it new, up. Uh, didn't they just get a new uh, CEO? It's uh, a new editor in chief. Yeah, there you go. A new, new editor in chief. And then some of these books are like Sibolsky. Some of these books are yeah. really niche books too, right? Like, like actually, Steve Sibolsky has a really cool story. Like, is, is Iceman a strong enough character to have his own book? Is Hawkeye? Is, well, so uh, the thing I, was, I've I've actually uh, looked into some of these books because I've I've followed some some comic websites sometimes occasionally. And uh, like I heard, America was not like it's always been kind of just really trash. Like it just it's just not well written. 
Okay. Okay. I don't. I, there's and only like, a they handful. Also, they of also mutants. they also really play up an angle that she's Latin, even though she's from an alien world, which doesn't like just because your skin is brown doesn't mean you're Latin. I just kind of feel I, it I feels feel like a little bit saying, hand-fisted. I feel like you're just saying that because in the in the break I comment on how white you are. I know I am. <laughs> well, it turns out I, little did I know. I, and, and I don't know. And I don't know. I, I feel like there should be a lot more diversity represented probably in comic books. Right. But on the same side, like you don't you, you write what you know, and so until Marvel's business changes, like and who they hire and stuff, it's gonna be heavily one way or another. I think. But right, so, but, but then also, also to your those, audience. But a lot of those writers are writing exactly what they are. Right. Like Gabby Rivera is a, a Latina. Is she lesbian. an alien from another planet? No. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, but I mean, okay, so that okay, let's go from that angle where they write what they know. These are also relatively new. Uh, I say new. America's not, new. Iceman's not new. Well, America's but not Iceman's really new as a standalone book, and this young Iceman is a new character. He's and essentially for, for intents and purposes. And America's right. not really that new. She's been around in, for new. a couple of years now. Yeah, Young Avengers. She's she's been in some books with some bigger characters. Loki was a member of that Young Avengers team. Uh, Luke Cage. I mean, there's a TV show. Yeah. And a, there's two TV shows about him. Yeah, that one I haven't I haven't read anything about. I didn't either, honestly. But the writer of that one flat out came forward and said sales sales are the reason we're being canceled, and that's what spurred the articles that when we look at sales, it's running parallel to these books that aren't. So I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, I'm curious to know. So so that's kind of where uh, are we good on time? We got nope. nope. All right, where are we at? We're getting out of here. Yeah. All right, he gave me the tornado. All right, we can come back. Yeah, we'll come back to this. We got a whole other segment we're going to talk about this. When, I, when we come back, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, Near Thug Radio, stick with us. Corey DLG, Zach Attack, and Nico. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, and I just want you to know that if there's been a car accident, there's friends at 2920 Collision Center who pay attention to detail and are more than happy to help people who in need of service. 832-364-5177 for 24-hour roadside assistance. 832-364-5177 for roadside assistance. 2920 Collision Center. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. I personally recommend them. Hey, friends. This is Kyle Lynn with Nerd Thug Radio. Check out nerdthugradio.com under the blog section to read my video game blogs and check out Nerd Thug Radio on Facebook. Women, when I'm on a date... I take them to the park, I may be a museum, man, I only try to kiss them if they're ready. All right, that's right. He only tries to kiss them when they're ready. That's good. Yeah, that's Nerd that's, Thug Romance 101. That's, um, I think that's a good general rule of thumb, like, <laughs> a, across the board. Yeah, shock kissing, not a good idea. Yeah, and that's, that's nobody advice. likes a surprise kiss. Right, right. And I think that's, I think that's a universal rule. Right. Yeah, that's Corey DLG's dating advice for you. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, as always, before we get into this, though, I don't even know that that. Sorry, I don't even know that that needs to be a dating specific rule. Just surprise kisses are a bad way to go. I, I like to keep my categorized things, and that goes in my dating advice I don't, columns. I don't, I don't want you to think though that as long as you're not on a date, surprise kisses are good. No, they are. They totally are. Okay. Grandmas thoroughly happy. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, old ladies. So, surprise kisses. So the Marvel diversity so, purge. Before we get into that, let's let me tell you about my friends here at Space Cadets Gaming. Oh. Gaming. That's right. It uh, now that Christmas has happened, you're looking at stuff that you didn't get, the yeah. board games, all the fun stuff you could have had. Head on out to Space Cadets Gaming, gaming. Take those gift cards with you. Go to the, go to the cashier. Tell tell him B Mac is your friend, and he's gonna hook you up. Yeah. Go there, get some hero clicks, get some Dungeons and Dragons guidebooks. Space Cadets Gaming, gaming has everything you need. Star Wars, Destiny, Star Wars. What's the other one? Armada. 
Armada. Yeah, they got all kinds of stuff. They got the Sink Munchkins. the Titanic. Sink the Titanic is there on the shelf. I've seen it myself. Yep, yep. Uh, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming in Oak Ridge, right there across from the mall. Let them know Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you can save 10% off your biggest item on your purchase. It's the perfect, it's the perfect Boxing Day activity. It is. You're right. Go there tomorrow. Nerd Thug Radio says go to Space Cadets Gaming Gaming right there in Oak Ridge. Yep. All right. So, yeah, we're talking about diversity here in comic books. I want to get back to this. Um, we kind of brought up a point that in order in order to change a culture of a company, you, you have to change the people who work there, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily, and to be really clear, we're not saying, like, get rid of all your white guys and hire a bunch of other people. Right. Like, you want to hire qualified people, good for the jobs. Right. But you want to be willing to look at other places than, your, than the old ways to find them. You got to be willing to find new avenues. Right. A lot of these writers, like, like Nico was pointing out, are different. They're yeah. not they're not the usual suspects. Right. Um, so if their titles aren't surviving, can they continue to grow at Marvel if they can't keep their titles printing? I don't know. Is it is it and I and I don't know enough about the comic book industry to know the answer to this one way or another, but is the only way you can survive in that comic book is have your own title by yourself. Like, you mean can like they writers? Can that can they not be grown at Marvel without having their own book? Well, I mean, the job of writing requires you write. Right. So, I mean, where else? I mean, there's not. They don't do a ton of backup features. They don't do a lot of anthologies anymore. Fair enough. Um, Here's why I struggle. I'm with a little surprised though that digital comics has become kind of like a minor leagues. Yeah. They do. They do occasionally do just digital only, and then based on the success, bring it to print. But that's not a standard method. Um, I think maybe that should be the next step, though. It's probably just more heavily embrace the lower cost version of production. Right? Yeah, I would agree. Right. Here's my thing, though, the, the, the struggle I have with calling it a diversity purge. These are all relatively new books, right? Gen X, Gwenpool, Luke Cage, these are all relatively new? Yeah, yeah. So it's not like Marvel's going through its catalog and canceling everything that's minority written or minority featured, well, there right? Well, there isn't a ton that already featured it. That's why, this was, that's why these launches were such a big deal at the time. Right, but if they're not getting the sales, I don't know. But that's, okay. So, but, but, the, but the argument is, well, what about these other books? That aren't exactly, sales, right? exactly. But how long has Captain Marvel been around? Is it a new book? Is Squirrel Girl a new book? Is Squirrel Girl is as new. Devil Dinosaur and Squirrel Girl is as new as those other ones that are canceled. Fair enough. For sure. But what's, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a hard thing when you get into diversity, right? Because you want to stay away from tokenism. For right. Sure. You don't want to yeah. have, oh, we've, we've got this black comic book, so now we can do these 15 other white people comic right, books. Right. Because when but, someone complains, you say, well, look at my black book. But when a book's bad or when a book's not selling, like, I don't think that Marvel has to justify why they're not printing it anymore. But does it become subjective or objective when certain ones at the same volume go and certain ones at the same volume stay? But, I, but, but I've looked online. It's very, very hard, number one, to get comic books sales figures. It is right. It, it, this is this those, is those based, numbers are all over the place. This is based on the guy who does the tracking of this. He's got a little bit of a, a method to his madness. Yeah, he yeah. talks to about twenty of the biggest shops in Europe, and then he compares their numbers to the market shares to kind of do a breakdown. And so he always is willing to concede that he could be way way off. Right. But he is talking to the bigger the you know the bigger retailers. So he feels pretty confident that he's in the ballpark on his numbers. And at least these are similar because these are ranking. These titles are ranking around each other in the distribution catalog. Like when they release, so Diamond as a national distributor releases a top 300, and these books are around each other. Like it wasn't like they just took the bottom 20 books and said gone. Right. They took you know they left number 298 but got rid of 297. 
Right, but okay, so let's look at these books. First of all, this isn't the first Gen X book that they've tried to make work. No. And it's probably won't be the last. They'll come um, up with something. So I, right I, so I, right I, off the bat, it doesn't make it's not a shock to me that that book has been canceled. Right. Plus the art was utter garbage. Okay, so <laughs> So you didn't like the art. Okay. All right. And uh, that would be a fair criticism. That's kind of the element that's missing cuz I haven't like some of these I've never read. I didn't I never picked up a Luke Cage or an Ice Gen- Man. Gen X, the art was trash. Is Luke Cage This is not the first time they've done a Luke Cage book, right? It's no. the first time in a long time, but no. Fair enough. Uh, Iceman. I know they've done Iceman books in the past, and this is a new character, so it doesn't make. It's not a shock to me. To, to me, it's not it's, a shock a that new... Iceman or Gwenpool has been canceled. Right. They're they're new characters. Hawkeye. I'm, su- I'm surprised at Gwenpool. Gwenpool, I am too, just because that one has, has gotten a really strong response. Fair enough. But um, but if you look at the ones that stuck around, okay, Captain Marvel. That could very well tie into Marvel with the new Captain Marvel movie. They're, they they could right. have a solid reason that, yeah, this book isn't selling now, but we expect sales but also, to pick It's up. also gone under like 50 different titles. <laughs> Just like any other company, I'm sure Marvel does projections based on what's coming down the line as well as what current sales are. And since we're not privy to that information, it's very easy to look and make broad generalizations. Oh, this book got canceled, but this one didn't, so it must be because of this. But so you're Squirrel saying Hawkeye... Has a you're TV saying, tie-in coming, right? Yeah, so you're saying Hawkeye's not going to make it out of the Avengers movie. You're saying they're going to kill him? No, not, I thought, necess- I thought not necessarily. Was not necessarily. I this was the girl Hawkeye. This is at this point, but he still shows. He's still her mentor. He still shows up from. Oh, time I wasn't time. sure if he was still in. Fair it. enough. Yeah. So fair enough. Like I, like I said, it's it's with we don't have the numbers numbers to know, and nor do we have a firm grasp on what Marvel's business plan is. Also, yes, Hawkeye dies. I think it's. <laughs> you easy. think so? Yeah. Okay. I think it's easy to to paint with a broad brush, but I also think that Marvel does a lot diversity wise. That's. No, no, I do too. I think they take a lot of chances, right? And you know, the Miles Morales Spider-Man, I think, is the biggest one. Well, and and Lady Thor, Lady which Thor, which sounds terrible, right? Like that, it. it's that, just Thor, that right? Alone, it should just be right. Thor. I know, and I feel right. terrible every time I say it because that alone is misogynistic, right? Right, but you also got to separate Thor, right? right? But you also got to separate it from the Thor we've known. No, you don't, time. but you don't he, anymore. He goes by the name Odin's son, right? Yeah, how Everyone about that? Knows him as Thor, right? No, and that's his right. name is Thor. His name is also Thor. His name is not Thor. His name is Odin's son. It's Thor Odin's son, right? But now he only calls himself Odin's son. But right, anyway, so I, I don't know. I, I so you're kind of willing to give him a pass on this. You I, don't feel like this is a diversity. I'm purge. not giving. I'm not. I'm not necessarily willing to give him a pass, but I'm willing to let Marvel's history on a lot of things speak for itself. And they have gone out. Look, I, I personally don't think this is a good guy bad guy scenario. No, I think I don't this either. is a. I think I, it's I think it's CB being like I don't like these books or the way they're being run. Well, right, and I think it, but I think though that Marvel's in a in a not also a, he not, not a tricky situation, but Marvel no longer has the leg to stand on that. Oh well, we've never done you know a lady lead character Spider Man book like we've never done a Gwenpool or we've never done a book where a, a main lead black guy right like now they've opened the door for all these kind of characters. So if they back off of this, then I think yeah they're not trying to make books work right or they're not giving books a chance before they're deciding. Which again, I don't know how they make the well, decisions. Well, a lot of but times now they've opened. The, I think if nothing else, they've opened the door for a lot of things here. And now they can come back to them and say, "Let's right. find a better way to do this." No, I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I do want to get into this. How, if we got enough time, CB Seleski, the new, and I think I'm saying his name wrong, CB Sebeleski, something like, something along those lines. He's the new editor in chief of Marvel Comics. For a long time, uh, Nico, see if you can Google this real quick. Uh, CB Sebeleski, uh, he had an alias that he wrote under. And this was against this violated Marvel corporate policy. Oh, uh, he was uh, he was one of the uh, he he edited his own stuff. On no, the, he didn't just edit his own stuff. When he was an editor for Marvel Comics, the rule was editors weren't allowed to also write for Marvel. He created an Asian pseudonym and submitted scripts and work and worked for Marvel 
as this Asian pseudonym while editing for Marvel under his own name for about three or four years. It was in the uh, Marvel Mangaverse. Yeah, he started in the Marvel Mangaverse, and he did a bunch of Asian-based stories over there. Incidentally, they all had ninjas in them. Um, and, <laughs> like, he did, like, ten, like, ninja-based stories featuring different characters and different scenarios. Wolverine and, then and they Electra. And they went ahead and made him editor-in-chief after he violated company policy? They didn't. So, after they named him editor-in-chief, he came forward and said, yes, the suspicions from 15 years ago about this other writer are true. I was the other writer. What happened was— How did Marvel never validate that? Um, so— How do you pay someone? So, freelance, freelance work— when you set up those contracts, I've hired freelance artists before. Um, you don't really go through a validation of identity process. You simply go through a how do you want me to pay you process. Right, but is it legal for me to pay you? Yeah, I have a, I have a valid contract with you. Right, but like, how, what would make it how would what would make it illegal for me to pay you? It's illegal for them to work in this country for one thing. Well, they don't. You know, freelance work doesn't have to be through this country. As a matter of fact, the, the the artist I hired to do the comic book I had made that it never got picked up anywhere. He was actually in another country, the Philippines, if I remember correctly. Fair enough. And so, but but the, again, uh, but like for, uh, Marvel's like a big company, though. Owl Society was in another country. Right. He was Russian. Fair enough. Um. So these these work for hire freelance contracts are structured in such a way that essentially in it you ask them, how do you want to get paid? Fair enough. Um. And so like I paid the uh, the artist via PayPal, and PayPal okay. handled the conversions and the movement of the money. Okay. So this guy wrote for Marvel while being an editor for Marvel, and that was editor in chief. And and it kept them as separate identities. So allegedly, no one at Marvel knew he was the other person. Okay. Allegedly. Okay. Um. So how much you believe that is kind of up in the air. Like some people are like, uh, people pe people work. When people work, they were issued checks. That's not always the case, not in the freelance community. Because, again, you negotiate how you get paid. So if if in his negotiations he said, pay so-and-so and, -so and take, they take care of my file. I have, an, I have a manager or an agent or financial. Or my pseudonym is an LLC. Right. You make the check out to such and such. Right. There's a hundred different ways you can get paid. Exactly. And yeah. so, but the, but the question is, did they know that the pseudonym was an editor of theirs breaking their rules? Um, and this was about 15 years ago that he did it. The, the guy wrote for about four years and then disappeared. Every once in a while, someone would be like, hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? And eventually what happened is about two years ago on a podcast, somebody using the, <laughs> the cast of The West Wing as people at Marvel Comics told the story of C.B. Sobolewski and the pen name. Using, using, That's crazy. Using the West Wing cast as like an allegory. And that reopened the story. It's been circulating in the background for about a year. Now that he's editor-in-chief, he came forward and announced that that was, in fact, the case. He doesn't think it's a big deal. A lot of people have been kind of offended about it. Why? It's, uh, it's a minor... They feel like it was taking away a job from someone else. He was somebody who was breaking company policy while working within the company. But and, that's an internal matter. Right, and, and apparently Marvel's over it. Like, they yeah, don't if seem Marvel, to care. Yeah, if Marvel's over it. First of all, I think it's a stupid company policy, but if Marvel's over it, then why do they care? Right, and with that in mind, we're going to get out to a break. When we come back, we're going to do our weekly top three it's going to be a wrap-up of the year, our favorite projects that were, that were announced or came out this year. Nerd Thug Radio. Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day and especially the weekends. 
Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. He's so good. This song is getting dumb. He's just so good. Like I, imme- we can, we I immediately, do I immediately regret suggesting doing this as an intro. It's so good though. It's not good. All right, this is Nerd Thug it's Radio. As good as all of Will Smith's other raps, I agree. This Whoa, is Core DLG. That's. Zach Attack, who just said the worst thing he's ever said in his life. You're the one life. who said it was good. And then I, Nico I simply agree. Token millennial here. <laughs> right. I simply agreed. I said it's as good as all Will Smith's other raps. I feel like you're trying to be derogatory. I'm not. Okay. I'm all right. Will Smith's greatest rapper alive. If you he think is. it's he's derogatory, the... then you think either Will Smith's other raps aren't good or you think this isn't good. I feel like you think you're taking a dig, but what you're doing is digging your own grave. Fair enough. That's right. Digging <laughs> That's my right. own grave. And on that note, let me tell you about my friends, 2920 Collision Center. Uh, I actually was recently in a car accident, and these are the guys who fixed my car. They did a bang-up job, and I mean that in a nice way. They professional, thorough. The car was amazingly clean. They do a great job detailing it. They work with all insurances. They have a 24-hour roadside assistance number. It's 832-364-5177. 832-364-5177. 2920 Collision Center. If, you, if you've been in an accident, these are the people you want to take your car to and have them work on it. 2920 Collision Center, 832-364-5177. Uh, this is, of course, Nerd Thug Radio. You are going to catch us on 104.5 and 106.1, the sister stations, worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And, of course, the most important thing, you are listening to the weekly top three. This week, we are doing kind of a wrap-up here. Uh, we're doing our favorite projects that were either announced or that happened this year in the year of 2017. Uh, as always, worst is first. It's usually a freestyle, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm carrying everything this week. You know, like the load so, is heavy. So he says. The load is heavy. So he says. Yeah. So Nico, help us out here. What is your numero trace? Mine is uh, gonna be uh, Monster Hunter World. The uh, I, I, I've never really played that much Monster Hunter. Okay, uh, wait a minute. Okay. Do you know what this is? It's a video game. Okay. It is for the Switch, if I... No, right? it's for the uh, PlayStation 4. Is it for all of it, or is it... Is I think it's just PlayStation 4. Okay. 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 So... Let's go on. Essentially, it's like an open world... It's like an... It's, it's not really open world, uh, so there's like a township you go to, and then you literally... It, it's, it's as the title describes, you are a monster hunter, and you hunt monsters, and then... You make things out of the monsters to hunt bigger monsters. I'm an enormous fan of things that are called what they are. <laughs> right. Like, it keeps it real simple. Like, what are you doing in this game? Well, you, you hunt, hunt monsters. monsters. Please stop asking me questions about video games. Right. Well, the Streets of Rage, what, is, is it just about driving? No. It was a side-scrolling action-adventure game. <laughs> Where you beat people up in the streets. Right. What does side-scrolling mean? Yeah, literally from left to right. It just scrolled. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I think we should replace side-scrolling with Zach-esque. <laughs> it was a Zach S game in which you beat people up. See, doesn't that just sound better? I was gonna say roll off the tongue, but 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 ironically, I don't like the way roll off the tongue rolls, rolls off, off the, the tongue. tongue. Yeah, it, it feels weird. It doesn't. Yeah, right. yeah. Roll off anyway, the tongue. Anyway, tell us about Monster Hunter. Well, you hunt monsters. You dork. <laughs> you hunt monsters in it, and the only reason I'm really excited about it is oh it's God. the first. Because uh, you're a nerd. It's the right. first Monster Hunter yes. on the on the. Uh, on like a console because all the other ones have been on like handhelds and it's really annoying because it's a game you put hours and hours into because you hunt bigger and bigger things 
until you're fighting like these. Deities. But only up to this big, right? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. But they're real small, and it's really annoying. Because the handheld had a two-inch screen. Right. <laughs> so no matter how big the monster was, it was always two inches. <laughs> right. How do you? Right. Yeah. How do you know the monsters get bigger and bigger if they were only available on handheld? <laughs> because your player character got smaller and smaller. <laughs> I'm shrinking, so they're getting big. Oh, so it was forced perception, or right, it was yeah. actual size change. <laughs> okay. Man. All right. So I was really excited about it. The trailers are really nice. I'm playing the uh, the beta this weekend. Oh, today's the last day for it. Oh, oh. when's it when's it release? Uh, it releases January 26th. Oh. Mm, so you're 2018. A, so you're yeah. a beta tester. Yeah, I'm cool. That is cool. It's public. He, it's he signs cool. up for stuff. That is pretty cool. He's, he he we've turned him into a joiner. When mm. Nico when Nico started with us here at Nerdthug Radio, he he was in his little turtle shell, full in, no limbs out. You had to just call into the shell, and he would do stuff for you. Okay. Now he's a joiner. Now he does things. He joins betas. He so plays things. He's crossing that early adopter threshold. Right. That's good. Yeah. Good for him. He's going to get a puppy soon, I bet. No. No. Oh. Too much work. Oh, he immediately shut yeah, that he's down. Like, he's like, no. 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 I'm not having another living thing rely on me. God, no. All right. So it's monster- the same reason I've never gotten a fish. What's it called? Monster Hunter 3D? Nah, it's just called Monster Hunter World. It's not even 3D? Well, no. I mean, that was the one on the 3DS. Oh. Is it Zach-esque? No. No. Oh, so it's no. it's 360? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Like, how do you cope with that? Because you don't know enough about video games to properly categorize them. So when they're not totally open world, but in a world, like, do you even know the difference? No. Okay. I don't play, I haven't played a video game that was me standing in the game more than five minutes ever. Right. You know what I mean by me yeah. standing yeah. in the game? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, everyone else doesn't, but I do. Yeah, where you're saying like where you're the main character and whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah, yeah, I knew exactly what you meant. No, I don't. Yeah. I need no. I need a map and I need check boxes when I finish things. <laughs> no, I'm not interested. This needs to be I'm, solved. I'm not interested in being the person. <laughs> I don't like me enough to be the person in a video game too. <laughs> that's fair. That's a self-esteem issue, but that's fair. All I right, mean, so know, you're number three. I know three. who I am. You're number three. Uh, I was really, really excited this year about, and I haven't watched it yet because of my policy and also because I don't own this network, but American Gods, the TV show, oh, okay. ad- the adaptation. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite books ever by Neil Gaiman. Um, it's just phenomenal. It's a great story. It's written really well because everything Neil Gaiman writes is written really well. Right. Um, right. And I've heard nothing but good things about the TV show. It's picked up for season two. It's on Stars. Yes, it is. Now, um, this it was only one book, right? Correct. So it's like one novel that tells correct. the story. Correct. But from what I understand, the the season one doesn't even make it halfway through the novel. No, it doesn't. It's think. really like a. I think when I told you what happened, you said that's like a third of the way. Yeah, in. but what I think they're doing is in throughout they're, the book, they're taking their time. Is what they're well, doing. and throughout the book. They're like these interchapters where it's telling the story of these different gods, but they're set in modern times. Right. So I think they're devoting whole episodes to that on the show. They have. They and have. I think they're introducing some of the, and I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about this term, but let's call them villains earlier on so that they're getting more build up and stuff than they were. And they were built up and developed really well in the books. I just think they're being introduced earlier to kind of carry the season along in the show yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah, well, and it was like some of the stuff in the trailers, and and I can recognize because I've read the book enough times. Right. Some of the characters I see even in the trailers, I'm like, oh, that that's a way way later in the book character that's introduced, but they're bringing them in earlier. So yeah, and it, they, it wasn't it was a really short season. Yeah. And they definitely took their time. Six to eight episodes. I don't remember exactly yeah. now. It's top of that's my head. What I think it was eight. Uh, but I don't know for sure. But they they definitely spent a lot of time talking about characters and introducing certain characters, and then they would they did a lot of like. 
you met him in modern times and then they go back in the next episode and it's been 30 minutes telling you his origins. Right. And then they, you know, I mean, so they did a lot right. of stuff and, like that. Well, and, and Neil Gaiman's books are really, really well done that way. He does a lot of character development, like a lot of yeah. deep character development with not only like explaining the character's backstory, but how it fits into a larger picture. Right, right, so right. So I feel like lending it, it lends itself well to a TV show that's spread out over a few seasons, even though it's only one book. Right. So I'm counting it for 2017 because it's something I'm looking forward to doing. In fact, because I'm off work next week, I'm probably going to download the Stars app for the free Stars app for the seven day trial and watch it to catch up on season one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that that's good stuff. So my number three, the, and my number, my top three are in no particular order because these are just all different things I was excited about at different times. So yep. kind of weird to categorize them. But my number three is the third season of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, man. Did you guys miss that? That's not on my list either. Yeah. No, it's not on mine. Yeah. So the third season of Rick and Morty, uh, you know, the buildup was, what, 18 months? I mean. Yeah, it's quite a while. Yep. You know, after after they shot Mr. Poopy Pants, and then, uh, and then he... he He's like, hey, we'll see you in like a year or two. I was like, no, surely not. But then pretty close to that, 18 yeah. months. Yeah. No, it's, I, I, when they said, yeah, see you in like a year, year and a half, I was yeah, it's about right. A year and a half, maybe more. Well, yeah. the, their process is crazy. We talked about it a million times here. They do a lot of improv work while animating. So I can only imagine the, right. the back and forth. It takes a long forth. time to get a story done. Yeah. yeah. But a uh, great season. Definitely yeah. not a letdown by any stretch at all. Yeah. Um, And we talked about it on the Thanksgiving show, like Nico and I, like, both of us thought it was just a phenomenal season. No, it was. That it was great. It has some of the best high points in the entire series and yeah, some of the absolutely. worst, too. And they're doing a lot of character development, too, now. Like, they've kind of right, started to yeah. take themselves a little seriously while still having a ton of fun and doing yeah. these crazy things. Yeah. Um, and, and they kind of... Yeah, that is a really great one. Especially after seeing when they dubbed the uh, Georgia Trial. Which yeah, also oh my was gosh. this year, right? Yes. That was also great. Solid. This, Rick and, this was just a good year for Rick and Morty. It was. That was a phenomenal thing they did. This is a kangaroo court. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. That whole bit between the judge and the guy. Right. Like, the judge clearly loses his mind. Right. It. Right. But, yeah, that was a good too. Yeah, that's a good call on Rick and Morty. Yeah, so Rick and Morty, season three, the comeback. Yeah. Um, That was good. That was good. Also, Oni Press is going to be doing a Vindicator spinoff. They're the actually the ones printing the Rick and Morty nice. comic book. And they're going to do Vindicators. a, a Vindicator. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Shout out to Oni Press. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Oni Press. So, Nico. Scott Pilly. Mm. Yeah. Number two? <laughs> oh, number two. Um, Dragon Ball Z Fighters. What is that? Uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, is a very popular anime series. No, no, no. What, what is the, the what game? What is the thing? It's a game? Yeah, it's a fighting game in the universe of Dragon Ball Z. Okay. But the, uh, the main benefit is it's a uh, Marvel vs. Capcom style uh, choose like team of three, and then you can tag out between your team members. Yeah, I love Marvel v. Capcom. I do too. That was a great video game. It, uh, there's Infinite came out this year as well, but it's not on my list because it, they released it in a really poor state, and then they've updated it well. So. Oh really? They yeah. kind of fixed it in the updates. Yeah. I, I, I you know what, God, man? I thought he meant really poor, like like U.S. state. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would they do that? Why would they release this video game only in one state? Arkansas, you can <laughs> have like, it. Like Arkansas, you've got it. <laughs> Louisiana, you're hitting Marvel v. Capcom. Yeah. Infinite. Woo! So tell us about the Dragon Ball Z game. So it's a really exciting. Uh, it's by a, a company called Axis, and they make phenomenal games. Uh, what, is, what are some other Axis games? Uh, uh, there are a lot of fighting games. They did uh, Guilty Gear, oh, and okay. they did uh, Blaze okay. Blue, which is an anime fighter. Ooh. But the reason the reason it's super exciting is because the the visuals are just incredible. Yeah, I have seen some of the uh, screenshots, and at first I actually thought it was a cartoon. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a the way it's based is it's a 3D model. 
the characters are all 3D models, but they're like animated like 2D, so it'll do like stretches and like slides, and it's real smooth. Yeah, it looks. Um, it's incredible. It's like uh, <laughs> it's almost like an enhanced cell shading. Remember when cell shading was like the big fad yeah, in yeah, video yeah. games? Yeah, no. no. And well, so for a minute, cell shading is amazing. I like, hate cell shading. Everything looks like a stupid cartoon, and it's like I didn't want to play right. a cartoon. I wanted to play a video game. Uh, cell shading is an animation style, uh, and anyway, in it, essentially things can look more drawn. They're more, they look like they're hand-drawn, right. essentially. They're but essentially they're... taking advantage of the fact that they can animate images. Mm-hmm. And, and they've now stylized animation by putting in effects. Oh, I like that. Right. And so cell shading just makes the, it makes it look like a, 2D, a 3D thing is actually 2D and moving. Ooh. It just kind of has a neat... It, it's a neat effect in principle, but then when they like make whole video games in that style, you're like, ugh. But a, it, it fits Dragon Ball Z really well. What's an example of this? They came out with this Spider-Man Venom video game. And it was uh, exclusively cell shaded. And so it, there's that. Um, I think it was like called really, Ultimate Spider-Man. A really prominent one was uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, mm-hmm. on the GameCube. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, you when you see it, you just identify. You can uh, if you see two games that are both cell shaded, you immediately will see the style, and you'll be like, oh, I get it. But it also it also differs on the game because there's like right. there's games that really heavily use it, like a game called Beautiful Joe. It's like it's stylized like a comic book, right. so it uses it very aggressively. <laughs> But there's also games that are like, oh, we don't kind of like the look of this style, so we're just going to kind of do it, but like not really. Like hints of cell shading? Right. Yeah. But uh, no, I actually have seen some of the screenshots for this new Dragon Ball game, the Dragon Ball Z fighter game. The only thing I, the only thing that's weird about that to me is they had come out with a really superior fighter game a couple of years back. Um, um, this is the first, uh, this is the first, like, this is the first 1v1 fighter that Dragon Ball Z has ever gotten, or has has gotten in at least the past 20 years. Right, the last one, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't a fighter, you're right, it was like a, it had, like... Like, st- oh, you're talking about Xenoverse? Yeah. Xenoverse 2 that just came out, well, yeah, it's kind of like an open world, create your own character, but this is just, like, you pick your characters from the anime, and then you get into the arena, and then you duke it out. Right, yeah, Xenoverse was kind of like a story, but you still want up fighting all the main... You fought, you fought people, but it's not the same, like... But it, the cool thing about that one, though, was, like, it was a 3D world. Right, you kind yeah, of travel, right, 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 right. Then you could travel around and punch people through buildings. Like, can you do that on this? Uh, no, because it's just, like, a one stage. It's kind of like a Street Fighter-esque. Yeah, mm, see, I do like Street Fighter. That's a little bit of a letdown. Because the whole point of the Dragon Ball stuff is they blow up whole places. Right, I mean, you still get giant beams. And do we have no time for Zach to get his number two or no? No. All right. We get out of here when we come back, because Zach's going to do his number two. I love to weigh in on video games. Okay. Nerds Like Radio, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Corey with Nerd Thug Radio. Just letting you know that Papa John's Pizza right here in Conroe in the Woodlands and Spring is now hiring. That's right. They want to hire over 100 people over the next couple of weeks. So go in there and get your application in. They'll give you a website you go to to finish the application process. They're hiring drivers and insiders. And most importantly, if you're a Nerd Thug Radio listener and a fan, go to the website and type in Nerd Thug Radio and you get yourself a buy one, get one free coupon. Activate it right there when you type Nerd Thug Radio. That's good for delivery or carryout. Hi, my name is James Vinhouse. I write the Night Owl Society for IDW, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. So good. It's still good. Like, I, 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 can't, I don't even want to hear anything. Like, woohoo! Will Smith, the best rapper alive. This is Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Corey DLG. I'm here with Zach Attack and my young Padawan, Nico the DLG. Uh, we are in the middle of our weekly top three, and before we get into Zach's number two, I do want to mention that uh, we'll tell you about my friend's uh, Papa John's Pizza. Right now, they're hiring over 100 people in the Conroe, Humble, or Conroe, Huntsville, 
Woodlands area. Uh, make sure you go to papajohns.com. And as a sign of appreciation uh, for NerdThug listeners, at the coupon code, type in NerdThug Radio, all one word. You will get a buy one, get one free coupon from papajohns.com. Uh, there's a website you go to to apply online. I believe it's papajohnshouston.com. And that will enable you to apply for one of those 100 jobs openings. Uh, delivery driving is something I do on the side, as well as all this radio stuff. And I really enjoy it because driving around all day, you don't really deal with a lot of people. Plus, you leave with cash in hand. Yeah. Cash in hand, son. You got bills? Pay them. Cash in hand. PapaJohnsPizza.com, NerdTug Radio, coupon code. Check it out. Anyway, Zach, number two. Uh, I, I I waffled back and forth on my number two and number one for quite Ooh, a bit. Um, waffles. I, I and I was probably equally excited about both, but my number one I'm more excited about for different reasons. Okay. Um, so my number two was the Star War. Okay. Uh, All right. Last Jedi. I saw it on opening night. Phenomenal. You one, love it. One of my top. Probably. I don't. I'm pretty close to saying is my favorite Star Wars film thus far. Um, definitely. I think Rogue One gets my vote. Uh, no, not for me. Okay. I, I'm all about some Jedi. All right. That's fair. That's uh, fair. But, um, not a lot of Jedi. It, in it was a huge excitement buildup and it was, a. it was, I, I, re- I, I don't really try to get into too much before I see, especially Star Wars movies, especially with things like YouTube. Now I try to stay away from a little bit, like the right. theories about what's going to happen. The or fan theories. Coming. Yeah. Sometimes I'll read some of them just for a laugh. But this one I kind of tried to stay away, but it was so excellent and like so many fan theories were so off the mark <laughs> that like I definitely didn't see anybody who got it right. No, and it was just a great movie. Like I thought the character development was really good. I thought just on its own, I thought it was a really solid film, and it was easily the best, uh, much much better than Force Awakens, much better than yes. than one, two, and three, obviously. Um, but it, it stands pretty strongly in, in all of the Star Wars films for me, for sure. Uh, I was really, really excited about it. Didn't think I was going to go to see it on opening night, but I lucked out and got tickets kind of at the last minute to a 3D, but nice 3D theater. And there was like seven other people in the theater with me, which really That's just so weird. Hands. I know yeah. it was crazy that nobody, I, I like, fully people expected know? to see lines and stuff when I got there. But and you know what? Like it did so well that like you were the rare exception. Right. So. Right. So I don't know if it was the theater that I went to, but like, yeah, it was just excellent. I, um, my personal opinion, uh, I don't, you, you know, this, we've said this before. I don't necessarily enjoy the story of Luke Han and Leia. Right. And I don't feel like these new guys have added too much to that story. This movie was interesting though. Um, there's some twists in this movie. What a twist. Uh, but overall, I think Rogue One is probably still easily the best one. And I think the universe is an interesting place, but I, I, I'm still, I'm not in love with these characters. I've never, they've never really, they never grabbed me. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't grabbed much by them in Force Awakens. I was more excited about the potential of them. And I think this one, I think the dynamic between Kylo Ren and Rey, I think that was a great piece. Yeah. And I do, and I'm with you. I think the Skywalker thing, like, it's kind of, I'm so, it's winding down. And I almost made a comment there that would be a spoiler. I can't. Well, do. and it's clear in this movie that it's kind of winding down. And yeah. I do like some of the things they revealed about Ray. Yeah. That that introduced her as kind of a character in her own right. Right. No, I agree with you on that. Um, 
Before we say too much, though, we'll move on. But I, yeah, the last people didn't like it online. I don't have a problem with this movie. I think it is probably one of the better of the trilogy trilogies. Yeah, but the trilogy uh, of trilogies. But it's still not something that I thoroughly like. I don't know. It was okay. You're weird. Um, it was only all right. Uh, that being said, my number two again, no particular order because they're kind of all, you know, so it doesn't compare. But these are all just the three things that got me really excited this year. The trailer for the Avengers Infinity War. Oh, that was a good one. That was a big deal. Just yeah. recently debuted. Yeah, I saw it in Star Wars. Oh, really? Actually, that was the first was a, time you, see, you saw yeah, it? Yeah, because I, 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 I've been staying away from the internet in terms of like anything movie related just on the off chance. I didn't want to come across <laughs> something. That's fair. So, I mean, the trailer is huge. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, the, as the buildup continues, you're going to hear more and more from the people involved. There's a little meme that's quoting Scarlett Johansson from, uh, I think it's Stephen Colbert, and she's telling him how there's over 40-plus characters featured right. in this movie, Holy and there's moly. one scene with 27 or 30 of them in one scene. Right, because oh. it's everybody from every movie so far. Right, essentially. Oh, yeah. so like That's the, wild. It's like the Black Panther's girlfriends show up in this one. Like Everyone's in these movies. Like yeah, it's, I think it's, it's all... weird that this has been the, like, the build-up for the past 10 years. It's kind of a cool thing, right? Like They've been doing their own weird, stuff, right? but we're unpre- getting somewhere. And it's unprecedented. Like, right. Oh, I've never sure. seen anything like this in a movie where you've built up to something, knowing that everything we've seen so far has just been a smaller piece. Right. So, like, Captain America Civil War as a movie in and of itself stood on its own and was a great movie. Yeah, and they all do, right? Right. That's right. Like, so Spider-Man Homecoming on its own, great movie. But what it was doing was also introducing Spider-Man so they could put him in this movie. Right. So, like, all of these different things, I mean, it's just kind of, like, it's yeah. really, it's cool that it's all coming together. It's book level, right? Yes. That's what it is. Yes. It's 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 like a huge series of books. It's, it's, it's like someone's finally understanding a way to franchise movies. Right. The only thing I can compare it to, and, and it, I don't even compare it to comic books necessarily, because even comic books don't do this in the same way. No, they definitely it, don't. They, they've not had to introduce characters to build up to something in a long time. Right. So the only thing I can compare it to is Dune, which is crazy because yeah. Dune, Dune was a six book. Frank Herbert wrote five of them, and then there were two extras that he'd outlined and stuff. So like it was the seven book thing that was building and building and building, and it spanned thousands of years, but it's seven books in the original Dune set, and that's that's the closest thing I can compare it to. And yeah. each one was a standalone book, and each character was a standalone characters. But like, yeah, it's just unprecedented. What was the guy's name in the first one? Maudib? Is that what they called Maudib. him? Maudib. What's Ma- up, yeah, Maudib Atreides? That's right. Yeah. What's up? I am the Queesass Hatterack, and that is reason enough. <laughs> he can see the future, right? Right. Don't don't that, minim- don't minimize what he could do. He can see the future. We can have a long talk about Dune, but not when you're going to reduce it down to one sentence. When he gets spice high, he can see the future. Anyway, he's always <laughs> spice high. <laughs> Essentially, he's a drug abuser. He's the desert mouse. Right. In that movie, he's a drug abuser. Stop. It, stop. He's a drug addict. Okay, anyway, and he abuses spices. Corey liked the trailer. Yeah, it was, you know, it sets the tone, and you're right. It's 10 years in the making. We're coming up on it. Who doesn't get pumped? And then from that, like, what happens next? Yeah. Galactus. <laughs> that would be cool, man. The Disney buying box changes oh a lot God. of stuff. Oh, my God. I'm All so right. excited. So, Nico, you're number one. We got to get right. out of here pretty my quick. Number, my number one, uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Super Collection literally has all the Street Fighters leading up to the new one. Okay. Except four, because I literally got, a, like, a Super Collection, like, last year, but. I'm really mm-hmm. excited because I finally get to play all the the old ones that are really hard to get now. Like Dasim? Uh yeah. So I can I can I play I can, I can play Dalsim. I can play uh, all the cra- all the crazy characters from like Third Strike. Like oh the, yeah, like the ones that, like that didn't count. Like Guile. No, Guile was in the no no Bird. Yes. No, I'm talking like yes. Alex Q, the guy who only showed up in one game. Right. <laughs> what? They had like yeah yeah yeah. Oh. I get what you're saying. The, that is pretty neat. The guy in the pink gee. 
No, that's Dan. Q, oh, Q yeah. is this, uh, he's like a seven foot tall masked man. He just has this big metal mask, and literally he's just going on. He's just going on a quest. I think to you're find thinking the strongest. of Vega. No, like he's just he's seven foot tall, metal mask, trench coat. And he's just going around beating everybody up, trying to find the strongest fighter. I think you're thinking of Vega. No, Vega's no, the Vega, guy with the claw. Yeah, Vega brought a claw to a street fight. No, I know. Uh, they were like no weapons, and he was like, "What? What? This is my hand. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> I'm like a pirate. I brought my hand claw. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Right, get clawed in the face. Exactly oh. number one. Doctor Who, man. The Christmas special. First of all, I'm excited about the Christmas special that's okay. airing today. I'm not going to see it today. I'm going to try to see it in the theaters because Fathom Events is doing it on the theater. Ooh. But it's, it's the 12th Ooh. Doctor. It's his last episode. And it's the first Doctor that they brought this other actor in to kind of play the first Doctor who looks just like him. Plus the debut of the female Doctor, which I'm really, really excited about. Oh, it's about. all in one episode. Yeah. You, it'll tease her, right? Because like, that's usually what they do at the end of the Christmas episode. Yeah, they episode kill one guy it, and then they... Yeah, yeah. They bring, they'll bring her in, which I'm really, really excited about. I don't know nothing about this actress. I just know that it's the first female Doctor, and I'm psyched about it. I was actually going to ask about that at some point during the show. And they're getting a new writer and showrunner, so I'm also thrilled about that. Ooh. So you didn't like the direction of the last couple seasons, right? I didn't like the way Stephen Moffat wrote... Uh, Stephen Moffat's a heck. Yeah, he, he is a hack. I don't like the way he writes women. And so I think that the companions were weaker than they have been in the past with Russell T. Davies. Um, but I'm really, really excited to have somebody else write this woman. And as much as I love the 12th Doctor, I'm really excited to see the first female Doctor. Okay. All right. All right. So we're up against it here, so I don't get to elaborate. I gave all my time to my guests because I'm a, I'm a generous, generous host. Uh, but my number one was Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, really? Yeah. I think it was just... It was a great movie. And it I was love, a great movie. I love the character of Spider-Man when they get him right. In, in high school, Spider-Man struggling to do right from wrong, struggling to deal with all these things. He gets the girl but has to abandon her to fight the vulture. Like, it's kind of the perfect Spider-Man story. It was always the hook for Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. The only way to do Spider-Man right is to have Peter Parker be miserable and Spider-Man necessary to save the day. Yeah. And that's, and that's always the... Like, somebody who hates having to do their job but knows no one else can do it. Right. That's the perfect Spider-Man. Right. And they, mean, they and really nail that. Well, it's encapsulated with the great power comes great responsibility, exactly. right? Exactly. It's not with great power comes on the life of ease. Right, exactly. He's always going to have to make the tough choice, and he always makes the hardest choice. Yep. And Homecoming gets that a lot better than I feel like the other franchises ever did. Agreed. So, with that being said, when we come back, we're going to do one of these again, the Nico segment. What? I know. Wow. Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, and I just want you to know that if there's been a car accident, there's friends at 2920 Collision Center who pay attention to detail and are more than happy to help people who in need of service. 832-364-5177 for 24-hour roadside assistance. 832-364-5177 for roadside assistance. 2920 Collision Center, customer satisfaction is their top priority. I personally recommend them. Gotta kiss them if they're ready. That's right. Nerds like Radio, Will Smith style. Willennium. We're living in it. <sighs> We're so lucky. We're fortunate to live in the Willennium. Are we? I praise Will and all a, things he do. I don't accept As a premise. token Willennium. <laughs> Willennier. How do, you even, how do you pronounce that? What would we'll, be, be a millennial? Willennial? Yeah. What are you? We're all what? millennials. We're what are all you? millennials. How are you struggling with that? I don't know. I said one letter. Yeah. Literally one letter. He's and he's having a hard time. I struggle. I struggle. The struggle is real with his English. Maybe you are Hispanic. Your whole life is a struggle, it seems like. It's true. That is true, sadly. All right, this is Nerd Thug Radio. You are listening to us on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. This is, of course, worldwide at IrelandStar.com. 
and uh, the podcast will drop tomorrow. Check it out, nerdthugradio.com, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Happy Boxing Day. Yes, happy Boxing Day. Merry Christmas to everyone. I do want to say that one more time. Merry Christmas, happy Christmas. everyone. Yep, happy Christmas. And uh, with that being in mind, now that all the um, haters are gone, you know what I'm saying? Merry Christmas, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Nico, what's your segment? I don't, all right. What? Hey, guys, what's going on? Nico how, DLG. How was that segment? Coming at you live. You like that segue? That was rough, right? That was a rough segue. Now that the yeah. haters are gone? I don't know. I just what threw it out what there. What haters? You know. People who hate Christmas. Yeah. People who hate this show aren't listening. Whoa. They listen to hate it. The two minutes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Check the stats. So two they minutes. can hit the play. <laughs> Yeah, can, I, you know what? They know like, where we are, so they can hate on us on different sites. Right. <laughs> That's the they real found, reason. They found correct. every place to hate us. <laughs> you should really make it easier for them to comment on all sites at once. <laughs> Just connect them. That <laughs> is actually that's that's a future app right there. I agree. Allows you to post things on multiple things at once. Yeah, like if you like yeah. you connect all of your things together. Yep. Just one little box you type it in, it throws it to everything. Well, yeah, that Google was sometimes that was on that. the Office. Woof. Remember? No. Yeah, remember he came up with that app where you could post it on your Facebook and send a text and <laughs> send an email and put it on your Twitter all at once. No, that sounds good. That's yeah, smart. and then they got bought out because it was the same as the Washington University Public Health Fund. Wolf was the name of their company, and they got <laughs> bought out just for the domain name. Like, how do you guys not remember this episode? I didn't I watch never The Office. Watched the office. Yeah. Okay, Nico? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> We're going to go on to your segment we just crushed a man's spirit i don't understand what i don't want to say the they don't That's watch tv shows <laughs> i don't i don't like sitcoms first of all very few sitcoms i buy into because the premise is always stupid to me anyway Best sitcom. I, I would agree but it, i don't know that it falls into the normal sitcom category i think it it's been a long time since you've watched a sitcom. situational comedy that's exactly what it but is but that's vague right like no because the situation okay. is they're at work and the comedy is Fair bad enough. go on <laughs> the comedy go is on bad. go on <laughs> I already we're lost gonna, my place. I'm we're not going to have a yeah. whole segment about TV. Yeah. All right, Nico, what's your segment? Well, my lack of watching TV. Please I haven't say, watched yeah. anything. God, that would be so funny right now. What? Nico's got a great sense of timing. If he'd have been like, my segment's about TV. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. yeah you, you blew that, though. Yeah. Anyway, what's your segment? Way to bury the lead. Uh, <laughs> it's my job. What? That is true. Is that really your bit? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Go that's on. That's why we keep it around. Like, there's a straight man, and then there's like a ruiner. Wait, I swear to God, I thought you meant that Nico's segment was about his job. <laughs> no. That's why I was dumbfounded. I no, was like, yeah. nobody wants to hear this. Yeah, no, no. I do work in directional boring. We do bury leads. That is exactly what we that do. Is, yeah, you're right. That's pretty good, too. <laughs> Literally, my job is to count how far people bury leads. Right. And to, like, roll it with a little with a little lame little wheel. Don't talk mess about my wheel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No one else cares what we laugh about, Nico. Solid What's your segment? Nico's segment. <laughs> this is this is why we canceled these. Right. <laughs> well, no, you canceled it because you had a different person. You right. can't have the Nico segment without Nico. That's actually not true. We trademarked it. You're on your own, kid. Oh man, they use my name and likeness. I better sue you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, segment. I Go. lost it. I lost it. It's gone. All right. You don't have it written down. No. You're. He terrible. never has You're it written down. Look at, at the level of preparedness You're he, he brings to the table. Radio. Right. That's all right. Okay. I come in here with skills and a flash drive. That's true. He did bring a flash drive. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Zach, we got you here. You were talking about in between here. You were talking about how during the break, the Doctor Who yeah, man. Christmas special. You're super excited. The chick's coming up. Explain to me. Explain to the average listener, because I actually do know this. Um, she's the 13th Doctor. Yes. And uh, spooky. Yeah. 
Now, first of all, there's a little bit of controversy, right? Because there's only supposed to be 12 doctors. That's what's what's the story there? Eight and the war doctor. Nine, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, she'd be the 13th. Okay. So the 11th doctor was granted. The 11th doctor is supposed to be the last because you get 12 regenerations. And one of the regenerations was used, but the same form was kept. Okay. So, okay. So he was granted an additional regeneration and apparently many, many additional regenerations. And it's kind of a crapshoot now how many he gets at the end of the 11th Doctor's run. Um, it was a whole storyline about the planet Gallifrey reaching out and trying to make contact. And his companion beseeches them to give him more regeneration so he can continue to live. And they do. So anyway, so then he got the 12th Doctor, who I think I'm comfortable now saying... He's not the doctor I enjoy watching the episodes of, like re-watching the episodes of the most. Um, but he is my favorite doctor by far. He's the older dude, right? Yeah. Skinny. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. phenomenal. He's really sarcastic. He's a bit of an ass. Um, but he's my favorite doctor by far. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, so he's the twelfth, and so this the woman will be the thirteenth. So So they're changing showrunners and they're introducing the first female doctor. Okay, and that's going to be fun. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be it it's yeah. going to be interesting. And and people are of two minds about it for sure on the internet. Um, so the doctor has this longtime nemesis called the Master, right? And they used to be very good friends, and then he's just been the the, the Moriarty to Sherlock Holmes, right? Okay, okay. So the last incarnation of the Master actually was a female too. So that's what kind of sparked and kind of got people thinking, oh, what? How come the doctor can't? Right, right. So. They, they've kind of addressed in this last couple seasons the idea of regenerating into a different sex, different gender, different sex. I forget which one. Different sex. Um, so the internet is, this is going to be dumb. This is a terrible idea. That's kind of the internet's this is job, really, right? really exciting. Like, some people are really thrilled about it. Right. And it's one of those things where if it's not a good writer, then it is going to be bad. Because we've sure. had bad writers writing companions who have been historically female and not doing a great job with them. Um, so another interesting tidbit about this is the doctor, the doctors always had female companions, but also male companions have been along with the females a lot. Like the 11th doctor had Rory and Amy Pond for a long time. Yeah. What was the story there? Cause there was like three of them rolling around instead of two of them. And yeah. like the two of them had a love story, right? Yeah, They were married. Yeah, for sure. So, so it's happened in the past too. Even with some of the classic doctor who stuff, there's been a male companion as well as a female Jack Harkness was around for a while. And even this new incarnation of the doctor, um, but historically they've been females and there's always, I don't want to say always been a little bit of a romantic tension with the doctor. Um, it wasn't that way with Amy Pond, but it was kind of that way with, uh, with, uh, Clara. So it's interesting that the last doctor or the, sorry, the 12th doctor, his, his latest companion is a, a, a woman named Bill and she's actually a lesbian. So I'm interested to see the dynamic of most likely Bill will be around for at least one season. Usually, even when the doctor changes, they keep the current companion. It's like the companions usually kind of bridge the gap between old doctor and new. And the fact that she's a lesbian and the new doctor is going to be a woman, I'm interested to see how that dynamic gets written. Right. Well, to they're totally going to make still out. that kind of romantic right? tension. Yeah. And there's not oh, and I don't even know that I would always call it romantic tension. But the companions often go through a period of being kind of enamored with the doctor when they first get on board. But this companion hasn't has seen the doctor in the twelfth incarnation, right? The twelfth regeneration, right? So she wasn't ever enamored number one because she was a lesbian number two because he was much much older. Even Clara wasn't into him. So I'm interested to kind of see how this plays out. 
Okay, all right. Um, I'm just really, really excited about it. I think it opens up the show to a whole different style of Doctor, first of all, as much as it did from the 11th Doctor to the 12th, but even probably more so. Do you think that... Because essentially the role of the Doctor is he's a time traveler. He kind of... He fixes some things, but other things he intentionally leaves the same. Yeah. Um, do you think that this is... Things a, that are called kind of fixed points in time. Some right. things he can't change or some things his code won't allow him to change. Right. And he just kind of wanders around kind of exploring, helping out where he can. So do you think that that inherently is different somehow if played female than male? Or no. do you think it's kind of the same role? No. I, I, think, I think that the Doctor is much like and, and we've talked about this with comic books before right a strong character it shouldn't really matter other than on their personal interactions shouldn't matter whether they're male or female if a character if the character itself the hero themselves relies on their femininity or their masculinity to be a well-rounded character then there's something wrong and i right. think the doctor falls into that um i i'm more interested to see how the personal relationships of the doctor kind of play out now are the companions are there always companions have there always been companions yeah and he'll go through periods where he doesn't have companions sometimes, but it's always a, an in-between state, between companions, where he'll go for a, few, for a while without them. And obviously on the show, it can be hundreds of years without them, but it's usually never more than a few episodes. Um, and so they kind of... Or an episode the... here and there where, where some episodes will be him having an adventure or whatever without his companion, but they're still the, his companion. They're just taking a break or whatever. <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see, I think. Do you think she'll get her own companions at some point here this this yeah. first season? Do you think? Uh, I, if I had to guess, they're probably going to carry Bill over because Bill actually died in the last episode of the last season of the current Doctor, mm -hmm. but she gets brought back to life by a, an alien life form that was around in Bill's first episode. That Bill actually falls in love with another woman who actually turns into liquid. It, it's a whole thing, but she's able to regenerate Bill from that. So Bill's just been brought back to life after the doctor kind of lets her down and she dies because of him. Wow. So this That's episode, heavy stuff. this Christmas episode, she's going to be in it, and I'm sure they'll be dealing with unresolved feelings there. The doctor also dies at the end of that episode too. Um, so he's he's kind of midway or holding off a regeneration when we go into the Christmas episode and he meets the first doctor. Interesting. <clears throat> so it, it Bill, I'm certain Bill will be around for at least a season. And then Clara's still floating around out there with Maisie, what's her name, from uh, Game of Thrones, too. So oh, Maisie Williams. That may come around. Oh, I didn't realize it was in the show. All right, I'm well, really, we're floating really out to a break here. Uh, we went ahead and made that the Zach segment, though. That was a gift to you listeners out there. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up. Here we go, Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys, Joey Savage here for our friends, Space Cadets, Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons & Dragons. Heroclix, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh! Vanguard. Whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off. A deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Listening to Nerd Thug Radio, yeah, dig it. I'm coming around. I'm coming around on this song. Right? You feeling it? No. I respect terrible. women when I take them it's on a still date. Still terrible. I don't kiss them unless they expect it or want it. What Surprise was? kisses. Yeah. 
we're back to it. It's a bad idea. Unless right. they're ready. Until they're ready. Until, Until they're, they're ready. ready. Okay. See? And that's, that's a little arrogant, though, right? Until Not they're ready? if they're ready. He's but Will until Smith. they're ready. He's, he's waiting. He's Will Smith. Because he knows they're going to be ready. Yeah. He knows there's no question of him them wanting to kiss him. He right. owns the millennia. <laughs> he's Will Smith. They're going to be ready. It is, it is the millennium. Right. We exist in the presence of greatness. The Will Smith. All right. Anyway, this is Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, this, we are coming up on the end here. On the Christmas episode. Merry yeah, Christmas. man. Happy Christmas. How happy, cool is it? Happy Christmas. How cool is it we're airing on Christmas Day? That's Keep the really. exit Xmas. That's right. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's an X-Men reference. Sewingcupcakes.com, so, so January 6th. That's right. We're going to help you out Buy with your that. post-Christmas gifts there. Oh, yeah. post-Christmas post gifts. Post-Christmas gifts. Use your Christmas money. Buy your Mardi Gras gifts, Valentine's shirts. Right? There you All go. Kinds See? Of stuff. All you kinds of stuff. set up for the world. And as always, we do want to spank... Uh, we do want to thank our sponsors. Whoa. Hey, we're going to spank them sponsors. <laughs> How, good yeah. are those? How good are those sponsors? Yeah, guys. Anyway, uh, Space Cadets Three. Gaming Gamey, Papa John's Pizza, and 2920 Collision Center. All right. So we got all that said and done. We're coming up on the... This is this is the last show that will air this year. Nico, fact check. This is the last show of 2017. This is 2017 right here. This yep. is it. Because a, oh a week from Christmas Day is January 1st. That's right. So next Monday is the first of the year. That's mm-hmm. Nerdthug Radio kicking off of 2018. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little fun right here. Off the tops of our heads, any New Year's resolutions? Zach, I know you hate New Year's resolutions. I'm great. You're great? Okay. I don't know. I'd continue being great. I All think right. is my number one any, resolution. Anything you want to see, done, different, try, attempt? I, I want to, I, and I meant to do this this year, but just a lot of stuff got in the way with travel and then my house flooding and stuff. Um, I really want to... To finally bite the bullet and do fencing. I'm okay. Start doing fencing lessons. You've been talking about fencing. Yep. And then I'm also going to look into uh, piano lessons. Oh. I've been wanting to do that for a while. So nice. I'm, I'm expanding my my body and my mind this year. All right. Fencing uh, and piano. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking okay. forward to that. I like that. I like yeah. that. Oh, and also at Comic Palooza this year in Houston, I'm pushing to do marriages. Now that I am an ordained minister, I have done my first marriage in 2017. And so at Comic Palooza, I think I'm going to try to set up either a panel room or figure something out and work with them on doing or uh, doing marriages. So if you want to get married at Comic Palooza, I'm happy to do it. That. If you bring your marriage certificates idea. in. Yeah. That is a cool idea. You know, actually some friends recently. And obviously I'd be flexible on prices. We can do trades for things I don't have comic book wise or whatever. I'm very, very flexible. What What's going on in the world? Someone can trade a comic book to get married, right? Why not? Oh yeah, God. I guess so. That's I guess really so. Something. That's next level. So I, got, I got some friends who are getting married this year and they actually just a couple weeks ago asked me to uh, officiate their wedding. I recommend it. You get a card, you get a parking pass. Yeah. It's great. So I gotta, I'm going to have to get with you off the air about yeah, the absolutely. process. Because I got to go through, I got to start working on that. It's very, very easy. Yeah, no, that's what I heard. So. $39.95 and an email address. Oh, snap. I have an email address and one day I'll have $40. <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> one day. Uh, Nico, what about you? What, All what right. You? I, got a, I got a few here. You got to read more books. Is one of them shave that ridiculous mas- mustache? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, read more books. What kind uh, of, bo- sha- what sha- kind sha- of books? Um, comic books? Comic books. Or real regular, books? Regular novels. I shouldn't say real books. Real books. That's terrible, right? Because right. I, I do, know. in my head, I consider comic books books. Right. Like graphic novels. And so do bookstores. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They're there. Okay. So uh, learn an instrument. Oh, okay. Sure. What instrument? I was thinking I'm picking up the uh, bass guitar. The nice. bass, oh. the laziest of the guitars. I think that is a perfect fit. Yeah. You don't even have to have rhythm to play the bass. No. Right. And you can just go out and do whatever you want. <laughs> That's true. And then you can just carry a guitar with you and say you're in the band. Right. It's like, great. No one's gonna stop you, no matter where you go. If you're holding a That's guitar true. when you walk in, like if you have the whole case and the amp, you're walking. You're like, excuse me, excuse me, I'm with the band. 
People will get out. Security will move out of the way or accurate. hold doors for you. That's very accurate. Even though there's no band scheduled. That's very Ooh. accurate. And I went, when, you give, when you give up on the bass in September, come see me because I have a theremin and you can still count that oh, as an instrument. Oh, there you go. That was predictive and a little cold, but still polite. But accurate. Right. Because he's totally going to bail on it. All right. So the bass guitar. Bass guitar. Read more books. Shave my face. Cool. Okay. All right. All right. Um, those are all good ones. Uh, so you know me. I always got a list. I like to make lists. Even though, even if I never do them, I like to make them. Uh, so I missed. Where's your country album? That's what I was about to yeah, say. Where is your country? So album? I missed making a country album this year, and we're rolling back making a comic. Book. I think you should so call it the country and western. Country. Uh, we were going originally. We were going. You want to make sure you get both kinds of music on the album. We were going to do Texas country original. Boo. So we gotta have a fiddle in the band. Yeah. Um, but so we're, we're those two are rolling into 2018. All right. So we missed those two, but we did make a TV show this year. Yeah. We did all kinds of other stuff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nerd Thug is saying that this year we're gonna have a, uh, we're gonna have a, uh, we're gonna have a. I think we're gonna we're saying at Comic we want to get a table. Yeah. We haven't fully committed, but that's the talk. We also want to host some panels. I think you should do one or the other. I think if you try to do both, you're gonna stretch yourself a little thin, especially since it's the first year you're gonna be doing both. Well, I don't think, I think we you should fully commit to one and doing it really, really well. I don't. The difference is we don't want to do we don't want to go panel crazy like you did. That's fair. Uh, I think if we do a panel, we think, I think we just want to do one, and then the table itself. Kind of uh, at that point, the shirts we're getting a process set up internally. We're going to be able to sell the shirts with a system. Before it was kind of like a hey, Dave said he wanted to buy a shirt. Dave got us twenty bucks. We mailed Dave a shirt. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna work on getting the whole thing actually set up so that you can just click a link and yep. buy a shirt. Yep, yep. That's the next step. <laughs> it took us a whole year to set up a bank account. So we're moving in slow slow steps. We uh baby steps, baby that's steps. right, that's right. There's like radio is real professional. <laughs> but anyway, we're having a blast. Uh, twenty eighteen looks like it's gonna be a big year. Um trying to think I don't know that we're gonna go back to Louisiana. I don't know if we have AVC is still getting in touch with us, but I don't know if we... Because last year when we went, we didn't really do the same thing we usually did. Yeah. So. Right. Well, because we had a massive tragedy. <laughs> what? Two oh, of us lost true. houses. Oh, yeah. That's, that's true. true. <laughs> I was like, what? I also didn't know what he meant. Yeah. And you were one of the two who lost a house. I didn't, the way he said it. Yeah. He did go around calling himself homeless for like three months. Because I was. <laughs> you weren't homeless. You, everyone knew exactly where your home was. It was you were just houseless. Con- right. It was just condemned. Also, people loved you and would have kept you. Right. right like, no. It's not like you slept on the street or in your car. Right. No. I didn't uh, have a car. Thanks. Right. right. That's true. That got flooded too. <laughs> Maybe not both ABC cons then. I don't know. We, uh, we, we're still talking about it. We got to figure it out. We got to get that. We're going to get. Those are like my favorite trips. <laughs> those are. Those are the only places you're allowed to go. Right. Because you keep making your parents mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a baby. Um. But yeah. So 2018. I definitely want. I also. I think I want to make a movie. What about you personally, though? These are all nerd thug umbrella things. No, I mean, well, the show was a me thing. I, I wrote and directed a, a, a TV pilot. Fair enough. Um, that was actually on my list oh, of next things. Year. Like, yeah. we're talking about what do you want to do in 2018? What think, do you, Corey, want to do? I think I want to make a movie in 2018. Okay, but that's... That's okay, a lot. Fair enough. That is a lot. That is a lot. But I think I want to do that. It took you six weeks to finish a one-episode script. Uh, well, I, part, hope, I hope your movie is already halfway done. Uh, <laughs> part of that was a little... Uh, a little originally we were going to write an hour long comedy and that was a lot harder to wrap my head around. When we moved over to a 30 minute comedy, it made it a lot easier. Uh, okay. When, when you talk about an hour long comedy, yeah, now you gotta write it for three hours. Nobody's funny for an hour. Nobody, nothing's funny for an hour. I mean, I am, but that's me. 
Now you gotta there's write a lot a whole... of br- there's a lot of breaks between that comedy well, gold. Well, yeah. So you're gonna write like a like a full length film, or are you trying to go for that short film quality? No, I kind of want to do a full length film and then kind of do it handy cam style, Ugh. like a little gritty. Ugh. I have I have horror. Here uh, we come. Yeah, probably horror. I don't have an i I don't have a, like an idea in particular, but I have a concept that I really want to push through. Where uh, have you seen Mad Max Fury Road? No. Uh, essentially, from beginning to end of the movie, it's almost it feels like it's one continuous action shot. It's not. There's all kinds of cuts and breaks and breakaways, but it's like one steady act. Like they start and they're going, and the whole time they're kind of just running. And movie, movie, action, 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 action. I kind of want to do something along those lines, or like, like that, a hardcore uh, Harry concept. Hardcore Henry. Yeah, where it's like from start to finish, it's like a, just an one action con- movie. One continuous shot. Yeah, not, I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't want to hold myself to the challenge of the one continuous shot, but I want to hold myself to the challenge of it. Feels like. It all happens in a couple hours, and it's very fast-paced, and it's very frenetic. I want it to feel like it's sort of a chaotic situation. Whatever it is that they get themselves into and out of, I want it to be— Almost like a real-time feel. Yeah, exactly. To where when you get done with the movie, you're kind of tired. You're like, yeah. man, geez, that was stressful. A hard, that's a hard thing to shoot, and it's it a is. hard thing to do well. It is, but I think that's kind of where my head's at on that. Uh, and then— um, I didn't. I didn't get to do a short story or a novel this year. I I, I started working on some stuff, and I'm still working on it. But it, it's getting longer and bigger, and it just keeps kind of growing on me. Um, I don't know how to control it because I feel like, oh, I want to. I want to add this in. Oh, I want to tell this. You don't oh, know how I want to edit yourself. But I, but I, I I make a case like against it, and then in my head I'm like, but it's more like it it, it matters. So then I do it. Gerard is not knowing what more to add, but what what else can I take away? Nothing. Yeah. Every word's crucial. I can take away nothing. <laughs> That's right. Um, also in 2018, I think I'd like, I'd like, uh, my, my personal goal is to, by the end of the year, only be doing nerd thug stuff. Like to be a professional nerd by the end of the year. That's fair. So, you know. I my, think you're professional now. Once you start to make money from something, that makes you a professional. Yeah, you mean no, no. full time. Yeah, full time. Like we're, we're essentially, if someone's like, hey, what do I label you? Nerd. You know. What do you want on your What do you want under your name? Nerd. That's it. That's, that's all fair. I am. That's. I mean, that's accurate now. Right, but like, like if we're being like, if someone was like, you mean like on your tax form? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's you know, on your W two. On my W two, what do I want to tell the government? I am a nerd, and right. then I want the government to be like, fair enough. Thank you for your income report, and here are your here's your bill. Yeah. And then I want to be so successful that I well, I don't have a bill anymore because the tax cuts come through. Yeah, and, that's true. And then I'll, yeah. yeah, you're gonna clean up. <sighs> I got to get out of this tax bracket. I'm in now, though. Yeah. They didn't really help me this time. No. I, uh, you know, without getting too political, I feel like we've had the trick. I feel like we've done the trickle down experiment for about 30 years. Yeah. And I, f- I think we know what we get with that. Yeah. But uh, that's all right. This has been a full year of Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah, it has. That's aw- that's awesome. Um, I, I'm a little mind blown. A full year. Awesome. A full year of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm but here we equally are. Equally mind blown. 2017. That's a wrap. Yeah. When you hear us next time, it's going to be 2018. We'll see you next year. Happy Christmas and happy, happy Christmas. New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, old anxiety and all that. All and uh, Nerd Thug Radio. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Old Star, Check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, 
internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747. 